What's going on with you, man? What's good? What's good with you? Man. So, bro, tell us, who are you? My name is Prince from Northside Long Beach. Uh, from a crew, TH Dollar Sign. So, my stage name is The Prince, TH Dollar Sign. All right, Prince, Northside of Long Beach, Jordan yeah. High, probably, huh? I went to Poly, so I could go to the same high school as Snoop. That's uh, what, that's oh, okay. <laughs> Real Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, man. So tell us who inspired. Well, what do you do, first of all? I rap, uh, but I also do a little bit of acting. I'm kind of getting into modeling, too. But for the most part, I just I just rap. Okay. That's what's up. Definitely, man. Um, shit, man. What artists inspired you to do what you do? Um, I definitely got to say Snoop. First and foremost, uh, Tupac, uh, Eminem, Ludacris, uh, Twister, um, Ice Cube. A lot of West Coast artists were also Method Man, Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying, Too Short. A lot of, really, a lot of artists, like a lot of the legends, all of the legends, like really inspired me. That's dope. That's good to hear, man. So if you wanted the world to know anything about you, what would you want everybody to know about you, like? They had to know you by something. That's deep. Um, if I wanted anybody to know me by anything like like deep, like I really do believe in God. I'm not like super religious. I'm not about to get up here and preach or nothing like that. But if that's going to be on my tombstone, like he believed in God, so y'all already know where he was going. But something simple, like y'all see, I like blue. Like that's my favorite color. So anything, like let's say I make a billion dollars, I want to open up buildings and stuff, and so everything is going to be blue. Everything I do is going to be blue. So what, ab what about light blue? I mean, blue is blue. Blue is blue. For real, for real. But I'm like, you. you know, that was man? the wood, bro. That was the wood. I'm fucking. Oh, with it's it's light, light blue. blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's dope, man. That's dope. That's dope. So you're a crip? Nah, I mean, I'm from Long Beach. So well, but that's that's Crip City, but I don't bang. I'm just my crew is a crew. You know yeah. What I'm saying? So ain't nothing wrong with it. it. Ain't black togetherness is black togetherness. I don't care if you're a crip blood, whatever. I support yeah. you. It's all love. Okay, that's dope, man. Shout out to everybody up under me that look up to me. I know I'm fantastic. Sorry, there's only one of me. Too legit to quit, but I'm quick when I spit, slit you and pistol whip you. Then dip, leave your grill twisted and ugly. If you think you can fuck with me, get in the ring, bitch. I made it with some blacks to the other side. King shit. Now we all stacked and we on our way back. And if you copy that, then you can follow on my tracks. But if... Oh, okay. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Craig Facts, man. The weather is messing everything up today, man. Everybody got snowed in. You know, we barely made it here. Appreciate y'all being patient, man. Make sure y'all pile in. We got a great show. Go ahead, turn them like right, sure. We got a great show planned for y'all today, man. Ja got, uh, you know, Ja has some issues. Zay has some issues. They saying no sound. Is that true? Um, I'm seeing meters moving here on Roadcaster. Check on your phone. Just go on caffeine. Make sure we got, make sure we got sound. We got sound. Sounds good. Oh, somebody out there hating. You hating, mother sucker, you. <laughs> they get us every time. Is man. that how you troll on caffeine? YouTube, what's up, y'all? Pile in, man. What an excellent show. Man, what's going on with y'all, man? My guy, Dame Lillard, put on a show. Had 41 in the first half the other day. Uh, 71 at the end of the game. I think he's the most prolific scorer in the NBA as we speak. He's been doing some incredible stuff. Man, you said four, how many points in the first half? 41 in the first half. It was a Kobe-esque performance. Man, that was amazing. Dame Lillard is the most slept-on player in the NBA. No, I, I feel like he has his respect. He's top five. Who's your, who's your number one? And what do you rank Dame? Dame is top five. He's five. He's got to go over Steph right now. 71? Mm. 
71 from the point guard position is unheard of. Do you know do you know how good you have to be to score 71 points? You gotta be Damian Lillard. I mean, but just beyond that, how much game you have to have. I think he had 12 threes. Mm. He just looked incredible. Yeah, I gotta check my stats on that. But yeah, no, I also seen that he was drag tested right after the game as well. I'm tired of him doing that shit, man. <laughs> Why? I, I feel like I mean to have an amazing performance like that, I'm not saying it's not like no other, but I mean yeah, I feel like you should weigh it out. Steroids ain't going to make you score 71. What's going to make you score 71 is working on your game, taking care of your body, having a skill set that you can lean on, knowing how to pick your shots, being a fucking dog mentally. What's 13 mo- threes, my bad. What's the most amount of points you ever scored in one game? I had a 48-point game once. Mm. I had a 48-point game. I had a 30-point half once. Okay, okay. You know, I had the potential to be a 70-point guy, but I didn't work on my game enough. I just was better than everybody in my class, in my area. You can still score 71 points in the 50 and up league somewhere. Nah, I'm too heavy. <laughs> I got to drop weight. <laughs> you know, I'm a point guard with a with a power forward build right now. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's a, you know, I'm a rhythm player. Just like I'm an MC. I'm a rhythm hooper. So it, it'll take me a while to find my rhythm. You know, it's all a skill. It's all skill, man. I know what it feels like when you can't miss. Hmm. It's an incredible feeling. When you're shooting like Dame Lillard shoots, no matter how far you are away from the goal, you can't feel the ball leave your hands. Your body, your legs, your arms, your torso, all of it works together for one motion. So once you let it go, it's no difference between shooting a 38, 28-30-foot uh, jump shot, whatever, however, however many feet, and a 10-foot jump shot, it feels the same way leaving your hands. And you know when it's going in. Who back in the day was scoring 71 points a game? Nobody ever scored 71 a game, but the greatest uh, scorer in the history of the NBA is Will Chamberlain. He yeah. averaged 50 and 34 a season. Mm. 50 and 34 a season. That's 50 points, 30 rebounds. Then you have to put MJ, Kobe, and Kareem, just as far as being pure scores. Now, I know we had LeBron recently uh, past Kareem, shout out to LeBron. Shout out to LeBron. But he's not as skillful as a scorer as Kobe and 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 and, and Jordan, because uh, he has more physical attributes. He's a better athlete than both of them, so he can lean on his size and his athleticism. So he's not a very he's a skillful player, but in comparison to those those other guys, uh, he's not as skilled. Oh, okay. I won't say it's complete bully ball, but he's six eight, six ten, two seventy, big and fast. How you gonna stop him from scoring? If LeBron, this is how I rate scores. If LeBron was 6'1", could he still average 20-plus in the league? He couldn't. If Kobe was 6'1", if Jordan was 6'1", they'd be Chris Paul. They'd be Allen Iverson. But, I mean, mean, if they still have the same attributes as, you know, they would, you know, being 6'1", as the height that they are, I feel like 6'1", I mean, mean, it would make a big difference, but I feel like, you know, if they're still them. LeBron's attributes would not hit. If he played ball, I'm saying that he, if you took him and shrunk him to six feet, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be as dominant. He wouldn't be a 20-point mm. guy. LeBron leans on his size and athleticism to, out, uh, to outdo people. Uh, well, I'm only 5'6", so anything above my height is a fucking superstar to me. So Jordan was a better defender than Allen Iverson because he was 6'6". But if you remember, Allen Iverson still was a, a was a dog on defense. He was top in the league in steals 
a few years. He played those passing lanes like he played the cornerback when he played football. Mm. Don't forget about that. And Kobe and Jordan had incredible footwork. Incredible footwork. If Kobe was six feet, he would still be 15 to 20 points a game in the league. He'd be Terrell Brandon. He'd be that type of player. LeBron probably wouldn't be an NBA player at six feet tall. Now, I won't say Bron is just big, but he doesn't have a skillful game like Kobe, Jordan, even a Larry Bird. These guys are guys who had incredible footwork. They built their skill set on top of the fundamentals of basketball. Like Shaq. If Shaq was small, he wouldn't be an NBA player. If Shaq was 6'6", he'd be playing in the, he would have played in the NFL as, a, as, a, as a, a defensive end. Yeah. But if you take a Tim Duncan who had the footwork, if he was 6'6", he'd probably still be in the league playing like a Kawhi Leonard mm. because he had the footwork. And don't get me wrong, Shaq, Shaq had the footwork, but his explosion and his athleticism is why he was so dominant because niggas act like Shaq is the biggest player to ever play football. No, there were other play, uh, basketball. There were other players just as big as Shaq. They just didn't have those physical attributes like his college teammate, Stanley Roberts. Mm. If you look at some, if you pull up the pictures day of Stanley Roberts and Shaq this past weekend, Shaq just bought Stanley two trucks. If you see Stanley Roberts standing next to Shaq, he's a bigger man than Shaq. What about you? I mean, I'm not really a basketball guy, but what about Yao Ming? I know he's another big motherfucker too. Very skillful big man, but his athleticism wasn't on par with a Shaquille O'Neal's. Mm. But he was he was skillful. If he, if he was smaller, I don't think he would have played in the league. Kevin Garnett, if he was six six, he would still be an NBA two guard. Oh, okay. He would still be an NBA two guard. Daryl got Daryl Dawkins would be a football player. He was explosive, but his feet wasn't crazy. Somebody said Yao was too fragile. He he's he hurt a lot of them. Yao had crazy footwork, but he just his athleticism wasn't crazy. Now there's a kid that plays at Purdue who reminds me of Yao Ming because he has Yao Ming size, just a couple inches shorter, but he has Shaq athleticism. I believe his last name is Edie, the kid from Purdue. And then what? Uh, what do you okay? What do you think about Zion Williamson? Zion Williamson is a big man. Well, Zion Williamson is is a hybrid player, so he's a great big man, but he's also a wing. Shaq, mm. I call I call Zion Williamson Dominique Barkley. He's like <laughs> Dominique Wilkins and Barkley in one player. Mm. Zion is a three. Zion is a three, four. He's a point three four. Mm. Jokic, Jokic is a is much better passer. Is a Jokic is a great passer. He's a good ball player. I won't say he's a much better passer than LeBron, because LeBron can pass in the open court and the half court out the post from the wing. There's nothing LeBron James can't do on a basketball court, especially Fact. with passing the ball. Jokic, he could he could dribble full court and pass the ball. He's a monster. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't say he's a better passer than LeBron. I, I I may have him about equal. I may have him about equal. So what y'all forget about Le, uh, Larry Bird? Larry Bird and Jokic are about the same size. Yeah. Larry Bird was six ten. Man, Larry Bird was tall. I didn't know he was that tall. I knew he was tall as fuck. He was six ten for sure. Top ten uh, scores in the NBA right now. Giannis, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Luke Don, uh, Luke, however you say his last name, Doncic, LeBron James. Let's see who the who the tenth. 
LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi is a dog when he wants to play. Jay Mor- uh, Jay, uh, Morant, Jimmy Butler. Well, uh, Devin Booker over Jimmy Butler, then Jimmy Butler. Hmm. James Harding, Carl Anthony Towns. Shout out, Cat. Trey Young, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Bradley Bill. And that's the, just this season or is that overall? Paul George, I think it's this season. Mm, yeah, because that was way more than that was way more than ten. I did twenty. Oh, okay. I did twenty. Shout out to the top twenty. Norman, Arizona. Uh, latest news in Norman, Arizona. There was a huge, uh, huge tornado. My father's calling me. Hold on real quick. All right. What's going on, pops? I'm on. I'm on the air right now. going on y'all put some fire emojis in the chat for police, the comedy police purpose. what you mean all right i'll call you after the show all right bro all right bro that was smitty he was calling to make sure it wasn't no punk no bitch ass niggas to beat up on <laughs> <laughs> my pop's crazy what was you saying kwanzi I was just saying, drop some fire emojis in the chat for the comedy press. No, <laughs> drop the God, God, God emojis. <laughs> God, God, God. You know we got our own emoji. Oh, we do? Yeah, God, God, God. Drop oh. a God, God, oh, God. Oh, let me see it. I never seen it. I want to see it. Yeah, Somebody drop see. that. Yeah, drop it. Drop a God, God, God so you can see it. Fuck that fire emoji. God, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> we need a craggy emoji, man. We need a craggy emoji. Hey, man, a tornado races through Norman, Oklahoma, injures at least... A dozen people tosses vehicles all around. Damn. If you've ever been in a, por- a tornado, drop a God, God, God. I know it's an incredible experience. You ever been in a tornado? Nah, and I don't ever want to experience one either, but the science of tornadoes are pretty amazing on how they start. Well, I mean, yeah. It's atmospheric. There's a lot of atmospheric ingredients, atmospheric mm. ingredients that go into starting a tornado. First of all, it's instability, warm, moist air near the ground. Mm-hmm. With cooler, dry air aloft and wind shear, and a change in wind speed, and also direction or height. Mm. Tornadoes are started by atmospheric instability when things aren't right in the environment. It sounds like regular life. Uh, a lot yeah. of people's lives who are in torment, tor- uh, you know, tornadoes. No, who are a lot of people's lives who are in. I was about to say tornadoes, but in uh, fuck shambles, <laughs> have a lot of atmospheric instability in their life. Mm. But look, it got me thinking about tornadoes and the history of tornado. Do you know what what the what the most what the worst tornado in the history of uh, this country is? No, what is it? It was called the Tri-State Tornado, March twenty fifth, nineteen twenty five. Damn, that was a long ass. It's the single deadliest tornado in U.S. history, um, and it affected. Um, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. It was an F5 tornado. It killed over 695 people and injured 125 people. Damn. Where'd you say this was? Uh, it was it was 219 miles wide. Damn. It was in three different states, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. They, all, at, all at one time? I mean, it went, yeah, it went through oh. all those states. All those states. Damn, that's just wild. How did something even... Man, the weather's been crazy, man. It's been snowing in places where it never snows, especially in California. Well, as of recent. I mean, it always snowed in California, but, you know, just it's, it's, it's some freaky shit going on. Right. 
I wish, honestly, I, I never been, I never prayed for warm weather so much right now. It's freezing outside. It's only been a week. <laughs> but this weather is really affecting our everyday lives. Half the people who are normally here helping out with the show couldn't be here because of weather. Yeah. So weather is something that we got to take more serious, man. It's something that affects our lives. Us being Californians, you know, this shit that we're going through with this snow and this rain and this cold, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking shit up. All right. But look, if you ever are in a tornado, there's 10 things you should do. First of all, pay attention to the warnings. <laughs> the most important tornado tip is pay attention to the safety alerts. When bad weather moves through your area, pick up the newspaper, watch the news, and be in tune with what's happening. Move to a basement quickly. Here in mm. Cali, we don't have a lot of basements. Nah. The thing with that warning that I don't get is, why don't they make all the homes basements? If you live in a tornado, a place where tornadoes happen, why aren't all the homes made out of basement? True. All the homes should be underground. Would you live in an underground home? Would you build an underground home? Yeah. Really? Yeah, why not? yeah. if I want to stay isolated, stay away from people, hell yeah, I would. Well, I mean, why do you think you got to stay away from people for your home to be underground? I mean, well, not stay away. You know, I, you know, I just like to be in myself. When I'm at home, when I'm in the uh, the comfort of my home, I don't like noise, you know, being on the outside, such as, like, you know, the lawnmowers. You know, I live in an apartment, you know, so right. it's a lot of, you know, traffic, you know, going in and out. It's a lot of people walking around. It's a lot of yelling, screaming. So right. if I could just have a place to myself, and if it got to be underground, let it be underground. I wouldn't mind having an underground crib. Mm. Like, like, how, like... Like right under the surface? Or are you talking about some shit where I got to go deep well, just to get to my crib? Well, I mean, nah, basement. Basically, oh, how, okay. how basement works is just the bottom of your house underground. Yeah. Okay, okay. But we would never have to evacuate with storms of all the crib, you know, storms because all the cribs would be underground. <laughs> True. But what about your car? Park that month? Well, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. What you going to do with your car? Fuck that car. We got insurance. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's the first thing that uh, a tornado disrespects is a vehicle. True. Yeah, it's all, all types of footage of, of, of cars and trucks in the air, cows and shit in the air. Oh, I live in Iowa. That's where you see the cows. I don't know. But is there any cows out here in the city? Of course. Mm. Of course. What, what's in your car that you would grab? Like, what are the top three things in your car that you would grab if you had to leave everything else? Shit, man, I don't really keep much in my car. Uh, grab my backpack and keep it pushing. Uh, I got a lot of shit in my car. Crouch low to the ground. I don't get this. If you're in the basement, <laughs> I still got to crouch low to the ground? Uh, I mean, if it's ripping your damn house up and you start seeing the sky and, and wind and shit, hell yeah, you better crouch low to the ground. I don't know what to hold on to. Get under something sturdy. Oh, we in an earthquake now. I don't understand these instructions <laughs> either. If I'm in the house and this tornado is strong enough to rip a house apart and pick up a car, why am I not just in the basement? <laughs> Why is me getting low going to, it's not going to slow the wind down. Do not stay in a mobile home. I, I respect these instructions. Yeah, mobile home is the probably the, probably the least safest place you could be during a tornado. <laughs> Except projectiles, yeah. Go inside. No, go in the basement. And then uh, the 10th instruction is don't try to outdrive a tornado. <laughs> Okay, wait. What's your thoughts about the storm chasers? Like the people that actually go looking for tornadoes and storms and and whatnot. Like the people that get paid literally 
to you know get gain as much footage and information about the uh, current tornado, the current tornadoes that's going on. I respect it. it. I respect it. I would you do it? Nah, never. Why not? I feel like that would do numbers. Look, man, <laughs> Mother Nature is nothing to play with. Hell no. White folks, y'all can chase storms. I'm gonna chase bitches <laughs> and tell jokes. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm chasing. Right. You know. But I mean, hey, there are people who uh who go behind uh, enemy lines and, 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 you know, war reporters who you can drop into the middle of a war and they're going to film it and, and, and interview the enemy and do all type of educational things. I, I respect that. I support that. Yeah, it's dangerous as hell, though. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Shout out to the storm chasers. Shout out to the storm chasers. Another, another news, Nipsey Hussle's killer. Man. Nipsey Hussle's killer, Eric Holder, his, was sentenced to 60 years in prison for second-degree murder. Mm. Second degree murder. On Wednesday after the hearing, a testimony about the immense loss of hip-hop star and neighborhood leader, a Superior Court Judge H. Clay Jackie II handed down the sentence to Eric Holder Jr., who was previously found guilty uh, for the first-degree murder of 33-year-old Nipsey Hussle. It was learned during the court proceedings that Holder suffered a lifetime of mental illness and abuse. I am very mindful of what was presented as to Mr. Holder's mental health. Jackie said, I am also mindful of the devastation caused to the victim and their families. I believe this sentence balances the two. Mm. Holder Jr. Jr. fatally shot Hustle, who legal, whose legal name was Aramis. Uh, at, man, he, the, Nipsey's last name was some Old Testament shit. <laughs> Is that as as good as good as good? I think I think the G might be or the H might be silent. The H might be silent. Okay, say it then. As heat him. As heat him. As heat him. I don't know. Nipsey. Okay. As heat him. You know, the sentence comes after a month long trial where jurors also convicted Holder of two counts of attempted involuntary manslaughter and two counts of assault with a firearm for the gun. For the gunfire that hit two other men and with the, uh, with a lot, I didn't I didn't know he had two other niggas at the scene. I ain't reading this shit right. <laughs> hey man, man. First of all, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Apologies for disrespecting your last name and not being able to pronounce it right. Yeah, we love you, Nipsey. <laughs> we love you, Nipsey. Uh, as of Eric Holder, you got what you deserve. Fuck you. And my only question is, why did it take so long to take him to court? Nipsey also died in 2019. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Hulk, Eric Holder's still a black man, so don't say fuck you to him. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, Nipsey Hussle is a legend. He's missed. Yes. He's somebody that changed hip-hop, but he still was a part of a street gang. True. And street culture, shit like this happens. True. But why did they always pull the mental health card? Like, you I know mean, this is. nigga definitely was sick for sure. Mm. But let's not forget, street niggas are street niggas. Nipsey Hussle was a 60 crip. True. And that's not something that you take lightly. You know what I mean? Mm. And at the end of the day, that's one of the things that comes with the territory. I don't agree with the lifestyle. I love crips, but I don't like cripping. I love bloods, but I don't like blood. And I don't agree with the street culture and the street lifestyle. I feel like we should have been past this years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's enough smart quality brothers to turn this death style into a lifestyle. But anything that kills progressive thinking and stunts the growth and refuses us to optimize our future is some shit that I ain't down with. Craig, part of a gang called the Rolling Nostrils. 
They be going in on the comments, man. They be going in. But I definitely agree with what you're saying on that, man. That's straight. Yeah, fact. it's easy to just say fuck Eric Holder. Right. But he didn't create the condition that created his mentality. No, he didn't. In his in his opinion, he was he was surviving. And there's a million Eric Holders out here who are mentally ill that need help. Facts. He ain't the only nigga that would have killed Nipsey if he was given the opportunity. True. You know what I'm saying? Said Craig, Craig Bang Sinus Lords. <laughs> Your Lord is a sinus. You pray to snot every night. <laughs> hey, Jay Kinley. Your God is a booger. A fashion statue made out of booger. Nah, he, he prays to that mucus nigga from, from the Mucinex commercial. <laughs> 12 hours. You pray to that nigga every night. The conditions that created created Eric Holder are creating niggas like him all across the country. Mm. You think it stops because Nip Nipsey Hussle was dead? No. If it was another Nipsey in 10 years from now, the same thing probably would happen. Probably so, which is fucked up. And then the cycle continues. The cycle continues. He said not. GN and a half said I'm shaped like the Musa Nicks, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Nah, you're funny. You funny. Hilarious. I wish I seen you in your profile picture. I see you and your boyfriend in it. I, we need just you, so you can be zoomed in. Yeah, stop dissing now. This ain't this ain't a place where we diss gangs. I don't want nobody thinking they can come here and diss no hood. I got love for all Crips, but I don't I don't I don't respect the lifestyle. I love Crips, mm -hmm. I don't like Cripping. I love bloods, I don't like blood. Right. I just don't agree with it. It's peaceful. Yeah. Craig is down with the uh, Avalon uh, Afrins. <laughs> y'all be hiding behind this computer. Some of these hoods y'all dissing. These niggas don't play no games. You better realize it. Yeah, yeah. Every hood nigga got somebody smart now that would track you down. They will track. You don't think they, <laughs> they got hacker trackers in the hood now? Hell no. Tommy Fury beats Jake Paul. Oh, man. I wish I seen it. I forgot the fight was last night, but, man, when I seen that shit. It was a good fight. You seen it? Yeah, I watched. I watched it. It was a good fight. It was a good fight, man. Mm. You know, uh, Jake Paul, I love you, man. But you keep telegraphing that overhand right hand, man. Mm. You got to learn to set that shit up better. Even though he fought a good fight, uh, Tommy Fury is a professional boxer. Right. It wasn't a wash. The fight could actually went either way because Jake got a knockdown. Yeah. Where he knocked Tommy down, so it could have went either way. It wasn't a wash. But I'm not. I'm not mad at Tommy winning, but it could have went either way. Do you think the judges were fair? Do you think Tommy? Uh... It's always weird to me because one of the judges had him way far apart and the other two had him close. Mm -hmm. So when I see one judge that's a few points off or a few points away from the other uh, judges, it always makes me think something is going on behind the scenes. Right. It could have easily been a draw. Now, Easy. They definitely would have made some more money if they did make it a draw. Yeah. Yeah, but they do. They need to do that rematch. I believe Jake has a, a rematch clause that he could exercise. So, exercise right. that rematch clause, Jake. Right. Also, Jake stated um, that he got sick twice in camp, and he also had. Uh, I think he had pain in his right hand or his right arm. Right. Yeah, but he said he didn't want to make it, make any excuses. But I definitely would like to see uh, them run it back. I haven't seen the fight personally. I'm gonna watch it when I get out of here. But yeah, shout out to Jake Paul. It was an eight round fight. Uh, Paul bounced back. I believe it was in the sixth and got the knockout. What surprised me about the Fury brother, first of all, I thought he'd be a lot bigger because his dads and his brothers <laughs> are huge. Right. He's only like six feet, six one, I believe. Mm. Um, his brother is six ten. But he had he was, you know, he's a crisp puncher. How old is he? 
Shit, I don't, let me see. Tommy Fury. Let me look that up. Not sure how old Tommy is. But yeah, so he got in there with a real fighter, real boxer, lost. 23. Same age as me. Lakers had a 27 come uh, point comeback in their last game against the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. It looks like we might make the playoffs. So all this LeBron slander that I've been on, and not, not even really slander. I'm just such a <laughs> Kobe fan. Right. You know, I, every time somebody brings up LeBron, I think about Kobe immediately. I pray to Kobe like, nigga, should I be giving this nigga props? Is he doing <laughs> what you would be doing, Kobe? Yeah. I mean, the man passed Kareem this season. I mean, that speaks for itself. But, I mean, okay, do you think the Lakers are going all the way this season? I'm not sure. I would say no. Mm. I don't know. Somebody said, "Stop fighting eight rounds. You've been fighting for uh, fighting for tw- year for tw- year. Do- you've been fighting for years. Do twelve. I, I agree. Put some respect on LeBron's name, Craig. I do. Le- I do respect LeBron. <laughs> what you talking about, man? Somebody said I met him, but LeBron I is a quality human being. These are all basketball takes. It's, these are all basketball takes. Man, play, he's going through the same shit my guy Kobe went through. Facts. Late in Kobe's career, Kobe is the most disrespected uh, legend of all times. Y'all were saying LeBron and KD was better than Kobe bef- at, bef- at, before they were. Mm. You know, so he's going to get that same uh, that same funk that Kobe was getting towards the end of his career. Huh. How many more do you think? How many year, How many more years do you think LeBron has? This should be his last. Nah, he's he's not gonna retire after this year. This should be his last. Mm. But I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not slowing down completely, though. I mean, it ain't about slowing down. It's about what's better for the franchise. <laughs> you know, all those young players we traded away are excelling now. Three, three. I think two or three of the All Stars uh, this last past year were ex Lakers. Right. If we still had all them young guys, Lonzo and uh, what's old boy in New York. The lefty? Oh, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, you do. No, I'm a I'm I'm an NFL guy. You know what I'm saying? MMA guy. I don't basketball. I just read headlines. To be honest with you, I've been watching that one NBA game. I do plan on going to a Clipper game soon though. Really? Yeah. In other news: A Tennessee man charged after munching on chips that a thief dropped near a convenience store. Wait, what? Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee police arrested a man. In early February, for allegedly eating two bags of chips that were dropped by someone who stole them from a convenience store. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. They, he had nothing to do with the crime. He had nothing to do f- with the crime. Somebody stole some beer and some chips, and in the escape, they dropped the chips. He picked them up, and he ate the chips, and now he's being charged with accessory. Oh, man. All he did was pick up the evidence. You remember he had nothing to do with that. That's all he had to do was that's all he did was pick up the evidence. Hey, but all all money ain't good money. Julius Randle, my bad. All money ain't good money. Some shit, if if you don't know how I got there, leave it sitting down. True. That's how I deal with these chicks. <laughs> if I deal with a woman and her mentality is messed up, mm-hmm. she's blaming everything on her father. She's blaming everything on her ex boyfriend. I leave that bag of bitch chips on the ground. Because <laughs> if you pick it up, everything that was the previous man's fault is eventually going to be your fault. Right, which is the worst ever. It's the worst ever. 
I personally believe if you mentally or if you just haven't healed from your last relationship, don't put, you know, the pain that you suffer mentally and whatever on your next relationship because they had nothing to do with it. There is no healing from relationships. That's all game that psychologists use to get you to pay money. You never been to a therapist. You never been to a therapist? I have. Not from relationships? You don't heal from relationships. You learn. Oh, learn. Healing and learning are two different things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I've seen a lot of relationships go, I mean, I've seen a lot of chicks go crazy on their niggas just because they think that their new nigga's going to do what their previous nigga did. Women look for, I mean, women do shit differently than men. Men do shit differently than women. Right. I think that the more important thing is to realize where you went wrong. Mm-hmm. That's healing, is realizing where you went wrong, because you can only heal yourself. Facts. But you got to find the knowledge so you can start to heal. So I do agree with the whole healing thing. I just don't know if if that's the right word. I think that you just learn from it, because... Once you start fucking somebody and you open up that womb, you open up her womb, you just reopening. You just reopening. Pleasure. Oh, you just reopening. I'm going to put it to you like this. <laughs> One time I was with this broad, man. Okay. And shit was going cool because she needed me. Right? She needed you. She needed me. She needed sex from me. She needed time because the nigga she really wanted to be with was with another woman and had children with another woman. Mm. But she really wanted to be with this nigga. Like, you knew she wanted to be with this nigga. But when I met her, she was in a position where she had built up a little bit of strength. And she she moved. She moved to a place where she didn't have to deal with looking at this nigga and her family on a daily basis. Oh, man. This nigga and his family. So she was only strong for a little while because when she moved, she probably moved for like five, six months <laughs> at the most. She got out of here. Uh-huh. She got herself together. She she did what she thought was healing. and She built herself up a little bit, and then she came back like the prodigal woman. Oh, shit. And positioned herself in the same place she was before she left, which was in the vicinity of the nigga that she really wanted to be with. Mm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So why would she do that? If she healed and closed those wombs, why would she do that? And in my opinion, it's because she didn't heal those wombs. She just went somewhere where she didn't have to feel the pain as much. But as soon as she got the ability to reinflict that pain on herself again, she did. Oh, my God. Well, that just seemed like a waste of time. I don't think it's a waste of time. I think people like to hurt themselves. In a way. Like, a lot of people like to be sad, then they listen to sad music and make them more sad. I see that shit happen all the time. You know, because like, 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 lightweight, some people, when they want to be with somebody that has somebody else and they're addicted to the person that is occupied with another woman or another man, they're competing with the person who's with the person they want to be with. They're around because they want to show the person that they that they, that they really want to be with that they're better for them than who they have. Mm. But then there's a, there's another part of the culture where you know a lot of women who are bisexual are in denial about being homosexual, so they'll give away their straightness or their uh or their uh they'll give away their heterosexuality in order to be with somebody. You know what I'm saying that they really want to be with, so they'll offer 
that they'll be with another woman or they're willing to do threesomes because they really want this man. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Okay, okay, I get you now completely. Okay, I get that now. You know, when women get upwards in AIDS, Kwanzi, and they start to get desperate, they really feel like there's no other options for them, so they start to make concessions when they're 35-plus that they wouldn't have made at 25. Mm, just to land a good man. Because every, every woman wants the same nigga. So they may get infatuated or fixated on this one nigga that's nice looking, got straighter teeth than you. He's in better shape than you. He runs his own business. Right. You know what I'm saying? He got he got a wife and a kid. Mm. So what they'll probably do is, in some cases, is try to be, befriend him and the wife, try to be this this good person to him, and act like that's their support, her you know her support group or his support group. But in actuality, they, in actuality, they want what the bitch has, which is the nigga. Right. And they position themselves because of comfort, because they don't think it's something else out there for them. But they brainwash themselves into being in second place. And that's the reason why the whole side bitch culture exists. Because mm. it's women who aren't strong enough to get out there and grow with a man on their own. So they look for a man that has a woman that's already done all the work that they don't want to do and aren't strong enough to do themselves. Yeah, but there's a lot of women that also want what they can't have either. Like, it's been a lot of times where it's like different women that I try to talk to. You feel me? They, you know, they put me to the side, put me on the back burner. And then when I'm actually with a woman, then they hit me like, oh, like, wow. Or like, you know, they just make small conversation. How you doing? And shit like that. It's, it's weird. The main chick is a strong woman. She's a woman that's there through thick and thin. If her nigga lies, if her nigga cheats, if he falls off. That's a different caliber woman. Mm. So a woman that's comfortable being a side chick is really a weak bitch. She's probably... <laughs> You know, used to be fat. Probably got one leg shorter than the, than the other. <laughs> but you can't see it really because she got a big ass and big titties and a decent face. So you think she's an on-point chick when in reality she hates herself. Mm. She hates herself. And her love only travels at the speed of her insecurities. Which is why she could never be a main chick. Because she's not strong enough and designed to withstand what comes with being a man's number one woman? Mm. What are the, some of the things that comes with being a man's number one woman? First of all, some things are sometimes in life, it ain't always stable. Sometimes you're in life or some places in life you may be in are tornado-esque conditions where it may be an unstable environment or at least to you it seems like it's unstable. So the main chick is going to stick there because she knows that all of these circumstances, and Craig playing uh, Foghorn Leghorn, the rooster, that's funny. Wait, what about this? Hey, I was unaware I was the side chick and left when I found out. No, you were aware. <laughs> you knew. You just didn't want to know. Mama own one. But, oh. yeah, you know, like main women, they stick around. They're built different. They're the alphas of the female gender because they are there for the man, not for perfection or ideology or idealism. You know, people get these ideas of what they want in their head. I want a man that's graduated from here. I want a man that's this tall. I want a nigga with a nose like this. I want a nigga whose teeth ain't like, you understand? They look right. at, they look for perfection, and they build a man based on that, and then they connect their feminism to that, meaning 
they feel like more of a woman if a man has all these things outside of him that have nothing to do with a man but are an extension of a man who, whose mind's in the right place. Hmm. But all these outside things, Craig Beanie came with a uh, pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> all, these out I, out, all these outside things aren't absolutes. The only absolute is the, is the man mm. and that he's going to make mistakes or he's going to do the wrong thing sometimes. Craig knows make a perfect uh, sale. You just niggas just want to roast today. Fuck you, nigga. For real. What a discord. What a, they don't be nowhere in discord, though. I'm telling you, bro, you got to learn how to pick a woman because some women don't want you. Listen to me. Some women, some women don't want you. They want the ideal of you, and that's not a bad thing. But women who chase idealisms are side pieces hmm. because they want you to paint a picture of perfection. They're like people who go to art galleries and look at Mona Lisa's. They want to look at something that replicates life, but they don't actually want to experience it. How come there's not more art exhibits with human beings in them? Why are paintings more valued than human beings? That's because the idealism is something that people connect to. Because it doesn't make you deal with your own fraudulence. Mm. The Mona Lisa is a man, I believe. I'm not sure on that. How is a picture worth more than a person? They value art. From humans that aren't perfect. We got like people collecting baseball cards. Pictures of people. You can, you can sell a picture of a person. A picture of a person is more valuable than an actual person. A Babe Ruth baseball card right now, a nigga kill you if he found, you, found out you had one in your house. Mm. Pictures of people are too valuable. People use pictures to, to discredit actual human beings. Mona Lisa was a woman. Okay. Tell me more about Mona Lisa. Says the Mona Lisa is arguably one of the first and most famous representations of a woman as a complex human being. Her enigmatic smile and piercing eyes suggest mystery and knowledge beyond a woman's traditionally thought intellectual capacity. Man, if you, you want to be valued, go buy a baseball uniform, hire a photographer, go to a park, and have him take pictures of you hitting a baseball. I bet you people will pay more for a picture of you playing baseball than they will, uh, then, then they'll pay to hang out with you. Mm. If it looked like you are a fucking professional baseball player, what the fuck am I saying, Kwanji? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think I. I think what you try to say is, if you bring value such as a professional athlete, I mean, at least for what you just said there, more than just the average nigga, yeah, they want to hang out with you if you was a baseball player. But if people want to hang out with you, period, you Craig Smith. Well, it, it ain't about it being me. What I'm saying is, this is why ideals are so important because that's why you got to separate yourself from your ideals because people's insecurities are why pitchers are so valuable. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's say that one more time. People's insecurities are why pictures are symbols of things are so valuable. 
Because if I'm dealing with something that's symbolic of you, I don't have to deal with myself. Meaning, mm-hmm. if I can have a Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth baseball card and I could put it on the mantle, I don't. That's different than the, than Babe Ruth actually being at the crib and and hanging out with me. If Babe right. Ruth is hanging out with me and shaking hands with me, then I see, oh, Babe Ruth is my height. Mm-hmm. We're about the same weight. We run about the same speed. Mm-hmm. We like the same type of women. How come he can make it happen, but I can't? Because he's Babe Ruth. But what I'm saying is that's that's why pictures are so valuable. Mm. Because I can enjoy you, but I don't have to reflect on me and why I'm not where I want to be in the picture. But in person, after a while, I you're gonna you being here physically in person eliminates my excuses as to why I'm not where I want to be in life. Mm. That's why dogs are so heralded. Man's best friend, because they can't talk back. <laughs> If dogs learn English, they would be like cows. Oh. We'd be eating dog burgers. I wouldn't eat no damn dog Yes, you burgers. would. No, I wouldn't eat no dog burgers. If a dog burgers. could call you a fucking liar, they would lose their importance tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. We you talking about eating? No, I would not eat no damn dog. And I feel like if anything, it'll it'll make a the bond closer. You know what I'm saying? If you have a great relationship with your dog, if it was able to talk. But... Telling you. Damn, that's fucked up. We can be full of shit. What you got for us, Kwanzaa? Man. Speaking on the women topic, man, there's somebody that reached the headline. This man is named, uh, he calls himself the trophy husband. He's in a polyamorous relationship with three wives, and his three wives prefer him to stay at home while they work. Okay. Wow. This shit's crazy. Zay, bring a, bring a picture up of this guy and his three wives. Does Zay have this article? Uh, I sent it to him. I sent okay. it to him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but a guy and his three wives, they they prefer that he stays at home because they said on the chess, uh, they related it to the chessboard. They said the king doesn't move as much. Right. That's just crazy as fuck. I like this guy. <laughs> he has three white girls. He has three white girls. I think he has a 39-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a and the man is 38 years old. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. So he has a 38-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a uh and a 39-year-old. Wow. Yeah, this man's living the dream. What's your thoughts about polyamorous relationship? Pretty much you can have 10 different wives and they'll all be okay with it. Well, it might sound unusual. 38-year-old April says she is happy having extra women in the relationship to meet Nick's needs. <laughs> Nick's a lot to handle. Let's just say that. In a lot of ways, Nick is a lot to handle in bed. She told TLC. Mm. Nick, I mean, my thoughts on polyamory, I mean, shit, have at it. Me, I know you can't trust that many people. <laughs> Having three wives is just three people that's going to eventually fuck around and tell on you or hate you one day. Yeah, I mean, they already say it's a lot to handle. Somebody's needs are not being met. <laughs> is least favorite wife? Polyagamy. Poly, I mean, hey. Mm. I mean, and, I, you know, here's the thing. If having multiple wives is a financial thing, if having three wives is a financial thing, I understand it. Mm. We we split the wheel. So if, if I got three wives, that means we split the bills four different ways. Okay. I, like I get that. that. But from a sexual aspect, I just don't know if it's smart. You got to have hella stamina for that. I mean, you got to meet... The needs of three women. 
You feel me? If it's rooted in sex, why not just be single and fuck hella bitches? Why you want to limit yourself to three women? Well, I mean, if you really care about more than one person and you want to limit yourself to three, I mean, hey. Right. I, I would say just starting to become, I mean, it's always been around, but I would say it's becoming more of a trend. I've been seeing a lot of uh, headlines about, you know, relationships like this one. Nobody really cares about, unless they have multiple kids, nobody really truly cares about a lot of people. Like devout loyalty and 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 focus is only really something that one man and one woman can completely give each other. Right. Now, when you start dealing with multiple wives and shit like that, that's just more of a, a an arrangement. But somebody is going to be neglected. And as a man, you're responsible for attending to your woman's needs. So, you know, I would hate to be him when the shit hits the fan. Right. That's three different personalities, three different levels of estrogen. Fucking... That's, I don't think that's something I would want to deal with for the rest of my life. You just can't, man. I'm 41. I've been out here, man, dealing with these women for years. I got, <laughs> I got, a, I got a lot. I could have, you know, I've, I've, I've slept with a lot of different women. Mm-hmm. Every woman is different in their own light. If you have the finances to take to be with multiple women, then you should do it. If you're mm-hmm. with a woman in a polyamorous arrangement and you guys are splitting all the bills, I understand that. Mm. But if you're just with it for sexual purposes, it's not going to last. Okay. It's just not, dog. Yeah, but I mean, all three of them work, and they want him to stay. I wonder what does he do all day at the crib? Like, damn, like, I got three of them working for me. He got a ring all three of them. Right. I mean, this man looks really happy in this motherfucker. Why do you think he chose white girls? Because <laughs> there's a lot of white girls that only like black dudes, and there's a lot of black dudes that don't date black women. There's a lot of dudes that only go for white women. I mean, it's deep white. You know, who, who I would have to hear him speak. I wish there was some audio of him talking, but yeah, for sure. You know, this is somebody I definitely would love to interview one day. I mean, most black men date black uh, white women for compliance reasons, mm. cooperation. It looks like he's getting a lot of cooperation. <laughs> it looks like he's a regular everyday man. Somebody said uh, white girls are submissive. It's cooperation. Mm. Sometimes in our community, black women feel like they should only submit to big ass dark niggas with dreads, <laughs> or 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 niggas with a lot of money. So the, mm. so so the regular everyday average looking motherfucker, you know, is not gonna get that a lot of the times. <laughs> uh, I say have at it. What's his name? This nigga's name is. Let me go back. Let me go back to the article. Uh, trophy husband, but I'm trying to find his real name. Yeah. Oh, Nick Davis. And he's a dad of two. Now, is, I wonder if his children are with any of those women. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't. Th- I feel like this should happen after his baby mama. Nick, I'd love for you to call in. We want to hear about this. We want to hear about this, Nick. I want to hear how you put this whole situation together. <laughs> how you ran this play. Yeah, bro. How did you... How did you do this with April, Danielle, and Jennifer? They all have three white girl names as well. Hey, that looks like a Walmart relationship. He was, <laughs> he was. <laughs> that man's had a Walmart relationship. That's a Walmart relationship. He was managing a Walmart. <laughs> oh, the blue vest. He had a blue vest on. <laughs> now nah, he was a manager, so his shit had to be yellow. Yeah, that's dope. We're going to open up <laughs> the phone lines in a second. Put that Discord link in there, Zay. Join the Discord. I want to hear what you guys think about polyamorous relationships. 
How do you know what's right? How do we know? Can one man really satisfy multiple wives? Somebody, uh, E Block said he met her eating a mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to interview this guy one day. I, I got to find out who this man is. Nick, let's Nick. reach out to him. Nick, what'd you say? They said Kwanzi looking like the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> ah, man, I, I love this. I love this. Dreads with the blue. That's a very funny joke. Yeah, I love this question right I got this in Vegas. He on the brochure with all three. <laughs> it's easy to fuck multiple women, but mm-hmm. it, but to truly to really keep them happy and loyal mm-hmm. and give them solid direction that they will all follow, that's where the difficulties come. Right. Well, I know all the OGs is looking at headlines like this and saying, man, it's only supposed to be a one man loving one woman, and that's how it's supposed to be for the rest of their lives. But, I mean, world has changed, man. Do you think you could love more than one woman? Do you think you could put a ring on more than one woman? Put a ring on, no, but I still love every woman I've ever laid down with that I took. Any woman I've ever told I love, I still love them. I just don't. Not so many people can say that, especially my age. Do I love them the same? No. Uh, but I still love them. Somebody said Kwanzaa looked like a full Pacific Ocean. The ocean's not even this kind of blue. The ocean's darker than this. But you could still love somebody and not have any loyalties to them. Like any woman I've ever been with, if she came back, mm-hmm. we can fucking all that. But I know you don't fuck with me like that, right? Like just to be around me, you don't have to be somebody that's un, un you know, un, has undying loyalty to me. Look, I'm not gonna lie and promise you as much shit as the next nigga. I know some niggas that are grandiose liars <laughs> who spend days and hours and weeks uh, positioning lies mm. because they're vying for a certain place in your head that's not real. They want to live in your head next to Goofy, Donald Duck, and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I don't want to be there. Right. I don't want to live in that in that space in your brain. No, I hear that. You feel what I'm saying? I want to live in the part of your brain that human decency lives in. I like that. Well, when you think about doing the right thing, I'm one of the next thoughts that you have. Because I don't want to be the nigga that women think of and they're like, he, he pulled the wool over my eyes. He led me to believe all this other weird, all this other fantasy shit. And when I really got to what it really was, that wasn't the man he was. Mm. And look, even when you give a woman that, some of them, when they're conditioned not to be accountable for their actions, they still going to act like no matter how real you were with them, like you weren't, you aren't the man you were when they met you. Mm. That's always going to be a factor. Mm, true, true. I know uh, on the YouTube comments, Tip Tops said uh, Nick Davis probably met all of them working at a local Burger King. Probably so. <laughs> Dab said he, why can't we keep it real with women? You know, at this point, man, you can only keep it as real with her as she's keeping it with herself. Mm. That's all. Who knows? I can't wait to see what people say about this, though. I really can't. I mean, I know of a guy I respect highly that lives that type of lifestyle. D-Ray, the legendary D-Ray Davis, man. He got two, three oh. wives. Oh, really? He got two, three wives. They with him everywhere he go. That's wild. How, how long they all been married? I mean, I don't know if they married, but they he got Uh-oh. two, three living wives. Mm. We've never really talked about it. But, hey, I would love to have that conversation with D-Ray. Yeah. How? Why? Yeah, this is what, I want to know shit like, do they all live together? Fucking, like, do, do they all go on dates at the same time? You right. feel me? That's shit that I want to know. Yeah, if he lose the bag, it's a whole different story. <laughs> but that's why most of these bad bitches, their God is materialism and finance. That's mm. who they serve. 
Once you realize that, fellas, you'll be a better companion to a bad bitch. Because <laughs> you, you won't expect her to be human. Bad bitches aren't human beings. Mm. They're mutants. If you pull DNA on them, it's dollars in their DNA. Mm. Just dangle it over the head like a... That's what you do. You dangle it. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, uh, T-Money, that you got two Canadian wives and one in Alaska. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, I wanted to say anybody in Discord. Should I call Zay? See what's going on with Zay in this Discord link. Yeah, because I seen that he dropped it, but I don't know if there's anyone in there. That's right. Dad, we've been through the same shit. I can see. He said, you're only as good as her options. That's why you got to find a use to be. Yeah, I was telling one of my young homies, man. We went out of town uh, a while ago, and, and his, you know, his girl kept calling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just text him that. Text oh, him that. Okay. My fault, We went out of town. His girl kept calling him. She was a little insecure that we was out of town, and she was a little fearful that he might be fucking with other bitches. I totally get it. They're young. But it was his fault. Mm-hmm. Because as a man, when you're leading a woman that's still pure and dedicated to you and just loves you with all her heart, and she hasn't been jaded by all this bullshit that these bad bitches have been jaded by in society, you got to keep her on a can't-do mission. You know what a can't-do mission is? No, what is that? That's when you give her things to do that she can never finish. (laughs) Like what? Now, I'm not saying she can't progress with the things you give her to do, but you got to occupy her mind with things that contribute to the greater good of the relationship. Mm. If you're a professional dart player and you're out of, out of town playing darts on a tournament, she should be investigating how to get better, more efficient aerodynamic darts for you so you can win your next tournament. Mm. She shouldn't be at the crib just doing what she normally does when you're there. Mm. If not, her mind is going to sway to what, it, what you're doing. I've been not with Darts, but I've what been. What you doing? Is you around other bitches? How come I hear other bitches in the background when we talk? Mm. It's always going to float to her insecurity. You got to keep her on a can't-do mission. Because if you don't, she's going to she's gonna construct her own mission of uh, against you to destroy you. Why? Because she's in the presence of a man that's not leading her. Mm. If she's not being led, she's going to go astray. Keep a bitch on a can't-do mission. Somebody said I call them side quests. That's funny. Can't-do mission. That's how you lead. Mm. Soon as you see her getting comfortable, move the goalposts. <laughs> That's funny. Is that? That's funny. I've been through something like that, but I went no darts. I'm in the middle of uh, trying to beat my own record, uh, throwing the discus and track. And the whole time I'm like in between, uh, or not in between, but like before it was my heat, uh, I'm sitting there arguing with the girl I'm talking to or whatever about some stupid shit. I'm instead of saying, oh, good luck or, you know, shit like that, I'm sitting there arguing over stupid shit with her. Don't argue. <laughs> That's going to weaken your position. Right. I had a chick I was dealing with, good woman, but she was, she was able to bait me into arguments because I really thought the motherfucker cared about me. She mm. didn't. She was just waiting on that other nigga to be, to give her the call when his wife was tripping. Wow. She was never my bitch in the first place. <laughs> But she would bait me into arguments because I thought she kind of cared a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But she was baiting me into arguments because her and that other nigga, they didn't argue like that. Because she understood her place with that other nigga. Because she fit into his life. Mm. So us arguing 
was a way for her and an excuse for her to go back and fit herself into his life. It wasn't a way to be, uh, to, to show me she was smarter than me, or it wasn't even that she gave a fuck about what we was arguing about. She just needed a reason to go fit back into the other nigga's life. What the fuck? <laughs> Bro. He said, what the fuck? You ain't been around long enough, Kwanzaa. You don't understand some of this shit I understand. <laughs> I ain't, ne- I, I ain't never. I ain't never. Anytime you with a chick and she just want to argue, and you've done nothing to really warrant the argument, uh, she's really looking for an excuse to do something else that she really wants to do. Mm. Pleasure, pain, and life is a real fucking thing. Some people like to destroy themselves or like to put themselves through mental anguish and they use you as an excuse to do it. See, people know when they do fucked up shit to themselves that if they just do it without an excuse, they're accountable for it. But if they get into an argument with you or say you did some disrespectful shit or Kwanzaa ain't shit and this is why I'm doing it, it's still in their mind you're a fault. Oh, yeah. A woman will blame you for fucking another nigga. You didn't spend enough time with me. You didn't spend enough time with me. You didn't tell me you loved me enough. So I fucked another nigga to get back at you. No, you fucked the other nigga so you could come, bitch. (laughs) You used me as an excuse to be a low human being. All you had to do was be honest with me and tell me why I'm in your life. That shit is hilarious. These are underlying things that you'll never deal with because they're below the surface because everybody's... Actions are connected to different traumas. Mm. Women who do things like that do it because they grew up watching their mother abuse their father. So they are more connected to being abused by men than being loved by men. So if you're a man that loves a woman who grew up watching her mother abuse her father and you're not abusive to her, she's only going to use you as an excuse to get back to that nigga who's abusing her. I've heard that before. That shit is so true. My dad used to tell me all the time. Uh, I'm giving you real game, Kwanzi, because you're short and kind of chubby. <laughs> and you got a great attitude. Women are going to use you as a bridge to the nigga that they really want. You got to figure out how to f- how to figure out which one of these bitches is that type of bitch. Mm. Because you ain't going to be able to change the years of trauma that happened with a woman before she got to you. You're going to have to use it to your advantage. When you realize, based on her actions, what she's really about, you don't be all in and being the good guy that you are with these bitches who ain't shit. You give them what they give you. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Till you find that one that 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 respects your word enough to allow you to send her on a can't-do mission. Because some of you niggas don't understand. A real bitch know when she ain't a, is on a can't-do mission. She understands it. Hmm. But when she a part of something bigger than herself and something that's greater than her, she has no issues with answering the call because she knows at the end of the day, you got a plan that's going to take y'all to the promised land. Mm. Man, you out here preaching today, man. This is real nigga shit. This is 41 years of losing and winning with these bitches. I know how they are. Mm. I know I know when to leave one where you, where you found her. 
I know you're going through it right now, nigga. Who me? Nah. No, some people in the comments saying I'm going through this right now. This is uh, what you go through when you're a man in a society where you don't control value. All the value that we have in the society is dictated to us. Right. You can't let something lesser than you, lesser than you dictate to you what's valuable to you and then have you trying to live up to a standard that's not even one that you can meet. Some of this shit is unattainable, man. Black by Sarah said, can't be afraid to take L. I definitely agree with that. Some of this shit is unattainable, fellas. When are you going to realize that and take your ego out of it? Thinking that you uh, are, are smart enough to make one woman happy. Ain't no nigga on this planet can make one woman happy. A woman can only make her fucking self happy. Putting all that pressure on you uh, to, 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 and trying to be righteous to a motherfucker that's unjust and unfair and ungodly. God, God, God. Somebody say I blame it with Chamberlain. You better protect your motherfucking heart and soul and your mind and your sound decision-making, fellas. Stop arguing with that broad. She don't know what the fuck she want. And don't think you man enough to give it to her because your manhood and what she wants ain't got nothing to do with each other. What she wants is what she's been running from her whole entire life. And that's discipline. Some of you dumb niggas out there think you can beat a bitch into submission. You punching on her and slapping on her and think that's, that's what's going to make her submit. She's not submitting, nigga. You can't build yourself up destroying other human beings and their confidence and belief in self. That shit is wild. Yeah, I'm cooking with grease. <laughs> you niggas been out here chasing fantasy too fucking long. You, it should be illegal for your woman to listen to R&B music, especially if it's written by other black people. Why are black people writing songs about love? We don't love each other. Yeah. We... We compete with each other. You don't think Yeah, there, I said it, nigga. You don't think there's any black couples that truly love each other? No. I think it's two people who realize that they're, they're the, that they're the best they can do and they've accepted that and respect each other enough to stay. Mm. That's what love is. Well, wait, hold on. <laughs> there's billions of people on this planet. I don't. I'm talking about American black people. Oh. Well, there's at least, I don't, I don't know the population of American black, but there's no way in America that there's not one to ten couples out there at the least that truly don't love each other that are black. Okay, why do they love each other? They, whatever whatever complicated uh, relationship that led them to them uh, coming together, holy matrimony. Why that, do they love each other? Okay, I believe a black woman can love her kids damn near unconditionally, but that has limits. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the probably the purest love that we can have as black people in this country between us and our children. But with right. each other, it's too conditional. It's too transactional. I love you if you do this or I love you because you don't do this. That ain't love. No. Love is acceptance. Love right. is I fuck with you because of who you are. You don't have to do more. You don't have to do less. I just love you because who you are in this moment. And every day I love you in the moments we have to have with each other. Every day I love you the same. Mm -hmm. If it ain't acceptance, it ain't love. That's the only true form of love. Mm. I ain't black pilled, man. I'm speaking with I'm speaking from the fucking heart, man. But you don't think there's not one black woman out there in just in this country alone. 
somewhere in Maine or some shit like that that you don't think you can love. I, you, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying, Kwanzi. I'm saying love is acceptance. If a woman could love me for who I am, mm-hmm. and just allow me to be me, and I could do the I could do the same, vice versa. I believe that is love, okay. but I don't think that we've been taught to love the appropriate way. We right. were raised to think that love is what you do for me. Mm. Even though love is an action, it's not necessarily like what you do for me. It's why you do it for me. Right. It's you do it because you accept me. Some people do things because they want you to change into what they want you to be. So what they do is actually fucking tainted because they're not doing it for righteous reasons. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You're washing the dishes because you want to be a stay-at-home mother. Okay, I get it. I'm not saying that's a pure reason, but it's not the best reason. If a woman is doing something for her family, she should do it because that's what she wants to do. It shouldn't be conditional based on what I do. No structure is going to stand if 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 each piece of it is only going to work because of what the other piece done uh, pieces are doing. Like when you build a, a house from the foundation up, like here in Cali, mm-hmm. you know, you, you regardless of what you do to a house, if you tear it down, that foundation is going to be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's because it shored up the rest of the structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of feel relationships should be the same way. Your foundation as an individual has to be strong. What you do should be rooted in what you want to do, things that, sh- that, that you are compelled to do based on yourself right. and how you're programmed. What you're doing should not be solely based on what I'm doing. If everything you do is based on what I'm doing, then if you perceive me not to be doing something I should be doing, you're not going to do what you would do. You're going to do things to match what I've done. Mm. So now it turns it into a competition. If you're a solid stand-up woman, you just be that regardless of what's happening and what's going on. You be who you are. But as soon as you get the idea that I'm cheating or I'm not worth the sacrifices you're making to be yourself, you're going to be somebody completely different. How do we grow from that when you could always use me as an excuse for not being a solid woman or a man? Well, so wait, just to be clear, just so I know I'm, I'm up to par. Pretty much don't change yourself for anyone when it comes to This it. nigga said, Divine Bebop, that's goofy. I could love <laughs> a chick that get fucked by other men and I still stay because love her unconditionally. You don't love nobody unconditionally. Shut your goofy ass up, nigga. <laughs> Divine Bebop. I think I done read comments from you. I know you're smarter than that. Oh man. You don't have you don't have the ability to love somebody unconditionally, nigga. Usually there's too many ifs in that sentence. I could love her if she fucks another man, cause if nigga, shut the fuck up. They going in on YouTube right now. <laughs> they going in on YouTube. You just you ain't supposed to be saying if if it's unconditional. Somebody said he a weak ass nigga. What the fuck? Who you talking about? You're weak, nigga. Would you would you let her fuck another nigga while she was in bed with you? Would you lay next to her and allow her to take dick while you was laying while you was next to her in the bed? Nah. Would you get a warm towel and wipe and help her wipe the nigga off that just fucked her in front of you? No, you would you wouldn't. You don't love her unconditionally, nigga. Stop lying. You love her if she fuck other niggas while you're not around. <laughs> that ain't the same thing. Unconditional is regardless of what happens. Would you love her if she got pregnant by another nigga? Would you stay and take care of that baby if she got pregnant while y'all was together? No, you wouldn't. No. I for sure would. So stop lying, nigga. Because it sound good and you looking at this computer screen with your girl sitting next to you. You don't love that bitch. 
<laughs> you love her sometimes. Who hurt you, man? Who hurt you? It ain't about hurt. It's about the truth. <laughs> Who hurt you, man? Somebody, somebody, man. Your mother's the only motherfucker that love you unconditionally, and I'm telling you, that's that only lasts so long. Right. At some point, you, you, and your mother is her own person. And I know because I'm going through it. I love my mother more than anybody on this earth. But right now, she ain't fucking with me or nobody in the family because she's going through her shit right now. Mm. You ain't become a man until you know how to let go of your mother. If you ain't let go of your mother, reality is going to force you to let go of her. What do you mean? What do you mean by let go? Just as far as like being connected to some of the shit she's going through. Some shit in life you can only go through by yourself. Right. And that hurts real niggas. It hurts us, especially with our moms, because that's the one motherfucker that we want to be able to save. Regardless of what's going on, we run through a brick wall. Most niggas, real niggas, will kill a motherfucker for their mom. No questions asked. Right. But sometimes your mom could be on bullshit. And, yeah, and you become a man when you can realize that. Somebody said, would you slap your mom for Never. I wouldn't what? lay a finger on my mother. Never in life. I mean, for five mil, me and her would have a conversation like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's five mil. Well, okay, would you give her a, a bigger percentage or would y'all split it? Uh, We're going to go half. <laughs> She's the one taking the pain. I'll give her at least 65% of that. You feel me? I'm just saying, man, we got to deal with the realities out here, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of reality, I... Not to get off topic, but I do got another. Uh, I need your opinion on something that happened to me a couple of days ago. Go ahead. Talk about it. <sighs> okay. So when you order pizza. Right. Let's say from Pizza Hut. You expect a pizza delivery driver to deliver it, right? Right. So tell me why it was a door dasher that came to the house. I ordered my pizza uh, and I paid and I paid with my debit card, right? So it's already paid for. All you got to do is bring it to me and you go about your way. Right. But the door dash driver, mind you, third party company, this nigga uh, said that on his end that he didn't get paid. And if he hands me the pizza, he doesn't see his money. So I'm like, and, and it shows me on the receipt that he brought to me with the pizza that the pizza was paid for. But mind you, he didn't get paid for, uh, for delivering it to me. But I'm like, dude, like, I don't even know what you're doing. You're DoorDash. I'm expecting a, p a pizza delivery driver. You feel me? Right. But so he holds my pizza hostage and he demands me to pay another $37 for, so he can get paid. Mind you, I already paid. Right. And this nigga walks off with my pizza. How do you? What, what, how would you respond to that? Shit, I order a pizza from somewhere else. But you already paid for it, though. He's expecting you to pay. Call my car company. Hey, like I just paid for an item and they refuse to deliver it for me. Stop payment on this, please. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing with somebody over some shit that don't belong to me. No, it does belong to you. No, what I'm saying is we're gonna stop payment on this. Uh, we're gonna stop payment on this pizza. You can keep it. And I'm going to go somewhere else and get some food. But you just spent almost $40. Give me my 40 back, Bank of America. <laughs> Give me my 40 back, Bank of America. Yeah, well, anyways, the, the story ends by, I, I didn't expect that response, I'll be honest with you. The story ended pretty much by me uh, uh, yelling at him. It wasn't even about the pizza more, it was about the principal. You yelled at him. Yeah, I was like, yo, bro, like, you, like, you, you let my pizza get cold. It's, it's raining and shit. You got, you letting the rain uh, hit my pizza. Yeah. I've been waiting for this shit for about an hour and some change. Yeah. And uh, he sitting there talking about, oh, like, he, uh, I'm supposed to call pizza at a DoorDash or whatever. I'm like, no, you supposed to call. That ain't my problem. You, you, you ordered, uh, you did the service. You provided my pizza. 
hand me my pizza and go on your very way and deal with you getting paid by yourself. Right. That was my argument. But in his eyes, if he hands me the pizza, he's just not going to get paid. So he walked off with it. He got a free piece, and I had to wait another two hours to get another piece. That's wild. Shit was crazy, man. Shit was crazy. And he was an older dude, too. And the more, the more I started uh, roasting him and talking about his ass, uh, the more irritated he got. And it ended off with him saying, you're not going to disrespect me, my nigga. <laughs> that that shit had me dying on the inside. When I went back in the house, man, that shit had me crying. But Drop I, a God, God, God. God, God, God. I had to get that shit off my chest, man. But no, get it off your chest. <laughs> hey, man, there's two different things. There's right and righteousness. A lot right. of righteousness should always win out. Sometimes mm. you want to be right about shit in a moment that ain't correct. Right. It may feel correct, but at the end of the day, there are laws in place to protect you as a consumer if somebody steals a product from you. So exercise those laws first mm-hmm. before you get into a tough-off with a nigga you barely know. True. Especially over pizza pizzas. <laughs> it's bread and cheese. It wasn't It wasn't even about the pizza no more. I wasn't even hungry no more. It was about the fact that this man was letting my food get cold that I, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you feel me? So that's that's what, that's the fact I was irritated. And you can call me Dewan E. Block. My name is Kwanzi. Kwanzi, not Dewanzi. No, Kwanzi. <laughs> Dewanzi. <laughs> Shout out to Dewan, man. I uh, was at his show last week, this weekend. It was cool, man. It was a dope little experience. He had a lot of people there. Oh, that's dope. Uh, he, you know, he sold that joint out, man. Dope. He did a great job headlining. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Dewan, man. Also, shout out to Corey Holcomb. He was at the Ontario Improv this last past weekend. Had a bunch of dope shows. I went went out there and checked out a few of the shows. Oh, that's dope. Shout out to the comedy uh or yeah, the comedy chateau in North Hollywood. I also performed there with uh Twyla. How was that? Who manages me uh from the uh, acting side of things. It was cool, man. It was a good show. I did two shows there. First show was I. It was me in a f- room full of Claire Huxtable-esque women, very beautiful black women. Mm. And I said some very dark humor that I knew wouldn't go over, but they still laughed and we had an enjoyable time. Mm. Uh, and somebody said, was Tashina Arnold there? Yeah, Tashina was there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she was there also, man. Uh, uh, What's his name? Something Washington. Damn, he was a great actor too. He was there. Good dude. Nobody say Denzel. <laughs> good dude. It was, it was a good crowd. You know me, I'm a blue-collar nigga, man. So, right. you know, I'd be around construction workers and, you know, gangbangers and police. So blue-collar motherfuckers that get their hands dirty. So some of these Hollywood actor types, even though I act and I'm involved with it, Isaiah Washington, man, that's a real dude right there. Love mm. and respect to Isaiah. Hopefully we could build more. But, you know, when I get around some of these Hollywood types who these people are not, Isaiah and Tashina are real just everyday people that happen kind of similar to me. But, you know, I never really fit in with the Hollywood types, man. I'm a three, four, five in the morning, get up, work a 12-hour shift, come home type of guy. Really? Yeah, my work ethic is based around shit like that. So mm-hmm. I never really did well in some of these uh, circles, these political Hollywood circles. So to get around some people who actually have made it in the business that we're participating in mm-hmm. and realize that they're real real everyday people it's almost like refreshing yeah it's refreshing because you think at some point you know i it took i was in comedy for a couple years before i met somebody like me Corey. Mm, Corey. everybody else was either real fat real skinny real uh feminine acting (laughs) real weird wasn't no normal everyday motherfuckers right at least you know i didn't see them I, i didn't have entertainment eyes let's be honest when you first get into entertainment you think everybody's gay 
<laughs> no, I mean. Because it's so different than that. So you're in a different era. You're in the internet era. Right. When I first got into it, it was no social media. Mm. So all of these thespian type people were really people who were just different than what how I grew up. Mm. You know, I was on construction sites working. I was fucking working on uh, working at refineries and, you know, just doing right. stuff like that. You know, so yeah. I was misunderstood. They 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 misunderstood my energy for gangster energy. I have, you know, to these Hollywood people, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gangster. Ain't nothing gangster <laughs> about me though. That's wild. Just just because you, you're not trying to you know fit into their charisma. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. Well, now I got some charisma, man. Well, well, you're not trying to fit into theirs. Is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You're in your own lane, and I respect that a lot. We all in our own lane. Mm-hmm. Somebody says Zusu. No lies. That's Hollywood since. Is a motherfucker. But yeah, to the outside, everybody look like they gay. Everybody ain't gay. I'm here to tell you. Everybody in Hollywood ain't gay. It's a lot of gay motherfuckers, but everybody ain't that. Right. Well, where's the comedy chateau? Because I have a friend that does open mic every once in a while. It's in North Hollywood. Oh, okay. I want to go there. Tashina Hartle was cool. She was laughing loud as a mug. So was uh so was Isaiah Washington. That's dope. Then there was others. Blaze showed up dressed dressed to the nines. Blaze was flying in a motherfucker. Uh, Blaze is always fly. At least I've never seen him not. Who else was there? <coughs> oh, Larry Goodwell. Big bro came all the way from uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, did his thing, murdered the stage. That's dope. Just a good experience, man. This weekend was a good weekend in comedy. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put together a show very soon at the Ice House in Pasadena. Those tickets will be available as soon as I get this deal together. Make sure y'all come because I'm thinking about doing Craig Facts live from the Ice House at least once a month or once every two weeks. Oh, that'd be that'd be dope. I'm just not hearing about this shit. That'd be amazing. I would love to go to that. Yeah, so we're putting it together. Hey, Zay, hit Zay and see if we can go on a quick break. I got a Detroit Piston. All right, for sure. We're going on a quick break, Zay. Oh, oh, Zay said there's three people now ready to go, so you want to do that after? Okay, cool. So we're going to go on a two-minute break. People in the Discord, we're going to take you right now. We're going to go on a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to open up the lines to roast with the host. All right. God, God, God. What's going on with you, man? What's What's good? good? What's good with you? Man. So, bro, tell us, who are you? My name is Prince from Northside Long Beach. Uh, from a crew, TH Dollar Sign. So my stage name is The Prince, TH Dollar Sign. All right, Prince, Northside of Long Beach, Jordan yeah. High, probably, huh? I went to Poly, so I could go to the same high school as Snoop. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Real Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, man. So tell us who inspired. Well, what do you do, first of all? I rap, uh, but I also do a little bit of acting. I'm kind of getting into modeling, too. But for the most part, I just, I just rap. Okay. That's what's up. Definitely, man. Um, shit, man. What artists inspired you to do what you do? Um, I definitely got to say Snoop, first and foremost. Uh, Tupac, uh, Eminem, Ludacris, um, shit. Twister, um, Ice Cube. A lot of West Coast artists, but also Method Man, Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Too Short. A lot of, really, a lot of artists, like a lot of the legends, all of the legends, like really inspired me. That's dope. That's good to hear, man. So if you wanted the world to know anything about you, what would you want everybody to know about you? Like they had to know you by something. That's deep. Um, if I wanted anybody to know me by anything like like deep, like I really do believe in God. I'm not like super religious. I'm not about to get up here and preach or nothing like that. But if 
that's going to be on my tombstone. Like, he believed in God, so y'all already know where he was going. But something simple, like, y'all see, I like blue. Like, that's my favorite color. So anything, like, let's say I make a billion dollars. I want to open up buildings and stuff, and so everything is going to be blue. Everything I do is going to be blue. So what, y'all, a, what about light blue? I mean, blue is blue. Blue is blue. For real, for real. But, like, you. you know That was man? the wood, bro. That was the wood. I'm fucking oh, with it's, it's light, light blue. blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's dope, man. That's dope. That's dope. So you a crip? Nah, I mean, I'm from Long Beach. So well, but that's, that's Crip City, but I don't bang. I'm just my crew is a crew. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So ain't nothing wrong with it. it. Ain't black togetherness is black togetherness. I don't care if you're a crip blood, whatever. I support yeah. you. It's all love. Okay, that's dope, man. Shout out to everybody up under me that look up to me. I know I'm fantastic. Sorry, there's only one of me. Too legit to quit, but I'm quick when I spit, slit you, and pistol whip you, then dip leave your grill twisted and ugly. If you think you can fuck with me, get in the ring, bitch. I made it with some blacks to the other side. King shit. Now we all stacked and we on our way back. And if you copy that, then you can follow in my tracks. But if we ain't had no money, we was quick to do that run out. Niggas had to be quick for security. Pulled the gun out. I know I'm a freak because I be laughing with my tongue out. I slide up in that dugout with that Mike Tyson punch out. Yeah, I beat you up, you pussy. I eat you up. You rookie, you get crushed like pink cookies, lightsaber, you wookies. Smash your face like I'm Gallagher, split you up like in Gallagher on the track. I'm the phantom, you just a challenger. Dropping them hits at the top of the list when I'm copping the grip and I'm stopping the press and the glock of the whip. If you pop your lips, you know I get around like I'm pocketing this bitch. Running and gutting, I'm lethal. Don't let the devil deceive you. Read the scriptures in Hebrew. Doubters won't believe you, but nobody's perfect. Never put no man above you. God is the only father, so don't let nobody sun you. Even if you wasn't that deep, I might have dug you. If I see a spark in you, my nigga, I might plug you. Damn, that was dope. I, was not, I like that shit. Thank you. Man, that was fire, G. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Appreciate you. We're going to hit that beat, man, and you're just going to do your thing. You cool. know what I'm saying? Cool. Yeah. Young Prince. Cutty Drake. For the hood, though. Yeah. Y'all know what time it is. Yeah. Look. Oh, we got. Oh, wow. Zay finally decided to put on the fucking overlay. Nigga. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to open up these lines in a second, man. Who we got in here, man? Let's make sure they click on the, the video icon. Let's have a conversation with the world. My favorite part of the show. All right. What question are we going to have for him? We, we talked a lot about love. What's the first question we should ask him before they roast? Mm. Well, I want to get back to the poly thing. Hey. Man, make sure you hit the... Uh, we can't hear you, buddy. Hit the volume. What should be a question? Unmute yourself. What's his name? Unmute yourself. They called him Raz B. <laughs> hey, that, he's a superhero background dancer. Ah, somebody said yeah. superhero. Ba- <laughs> he said his finishing move is a splits. That's how he kills all his enemies. He does <laughs> he does the splits on their face. Raz B, unmute yourself, Raz. The super split. We can see you, Raz B. <laughs> Raz B. Oh shit, Zay's calling. Uh, unmute yourself, man. We can't hear you. Unmute the. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! On the way. Unmute the board. Oh, is, is it might be on our end. Hold on. Okay. You said unmute the board. It may be on our end. Let's see. He got a shag on. Give us one second, man. This nigga look like a uh, a new TLC member. <laughs> Ain't too proud to beg. 
for what I call my own, just me and you. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? Left Eye Jr. This is this Left Eye oldest son right here. Nigga, this is... Uh... <laughs> Video... <laughs> He got some overalls on with no shirt underneath. I know what you're over there doing, man. You're over there. Hey, can we, can you, can you can hear me, right? Nod your head. Yes, if you can hear me. Okay, cool, cool. So we just getting it squared away. Let's figure we're going to get this squared away in a couple of seconds, man. We appreciate your patience. All you YouTubers, man, make sure y'all stick around. Look, pretty soon this show is just going to be on YouTube, man. So make sure y'all stay in. I mean, pretty soon the show is not going to be on YouTube. It's, it's going to be on Caffeine. So make sure y'all stay. Y'all be leaving YouTube fast. What's going on with y'all, man? All right. Let's see. Can you hear us now? Man. You can't hear me. Oh, we can hear you, buddy. All right. You can hear me now? Yes, sir. You sound delayed, but we can hear you. Okay. Okay, shit. First question, man. We've been yeah. we've been talking about first of all. We've been talking about this polyamory lifestyle. Before we let you roast, I got to hear your intellect first, man. Only roast with niggas that's smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, for sure. Um, first okay. off, I just wanted to pay you your respects. You know, I've been watching the show. You are uh, one of the intellectual YouTubers. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate a you. real deep thinker. You know, you remind me of my pops and and my uncle, but. There's one thing, there's one thing that because of their age, they can't really tell me, you know what I'm saying? The the love thing. My pops is one spectrum and my uncle is a different spectrum. My pops is the love all women and women are, you know, the the that romantic type shit. And my and my uncle is the type that beat bitches in the submission type type nigga, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Damn. Right, right. So it, I'm 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 trying to I'm I'm trying to find somewhere in the middle. So, you know, this is one of the shows that I really wanted to call in about because that's other than that i pretty much got game on everything else really it's just that one right. sector of life man i feel you man it's gonna be tough on you man i know what you're going through man so the main thing that i would say because you're gonna have a lot of women you're decent looking young man you're gonna have a lot of women trying to holler at you right if they not of mm. service it ain't for you if she's okay. not being of service, it's not for you. What does being of service mean? Okay, so a lot of times we get around these bad bitches and niggas think, I need to show her. I need to separate myself from all these other niggas. That's an oversexed woman. You don't want to deal with an oversexed woman who's gotten, you know, who's getting too much attention. You want to deal with a woman where you're the commodity. So you get into a position where, you know, if she decent looking, it's a few other niggas that want her. So you got to separate yourself in the beginning. But at a certain point, there has to be a certain point where you allow her space to show herself. Because there's nothing that you could do to make her a better woman. You got to make sure that she's programmed to be that way because that's how she is on the inside. And I'm talking about that shit got to be quick. A couple dates, a couple quick conversations, and she needs to start to reveal herself to you. If it feels like a competition, that's because it is, and you need to get away from her immediately, bro. Make sure she's of service, and that's how you find the one that's for you. But even with that said, it may not be possible, man. Mm. Christian, Christian Amerte says that there is no healthy way to integrate into a sick society. You got to operate from that perspective as well, that we all sick in some way. Who ain't coughing as much? Who drinks? So let me ask you this. Go ahead. 
What does that look like though? What is so when you get on the dates with them and they start talking, how do you what 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 are some things that you could like look out for or put what scenarios can you put her in to see how she reacts? When the, ask her shit like when's the last time you've been a part of something bigger than yourself? Oh. How important okay. are your how, how important are your friends and your decision making process? Do you know your father? Do you feel like your problems in life are your father's fault? What is your mother's fault that has went wrong in your life? Questions right. that deal with accountability. You feel what I'm saying? Open-ended questions that make her talk. I'm in Miami, bro. They're, they're, these hoes don't have no accountability over here. Bro. Oh, just, that's just what it is. I mean, well, you know, it's the they chase a nigga with, with money. If, if you if you got enough, you could you could. That's why I I, I, I fall in the middle because I feel like bitches are to be bought. Right. If you got, if you could pay, if you if you got enough money, you could deal with whoever. Real shit. So for me personally, it's just do you do you go? Which way do you go? Do you say, all right, I got this knowledge because everything you were saying before about I'm talking about everything. I picked up on all that shit because that's the type of conversation me and my uncle have. Right. But you can have all the information in the world. You can have you could be blue, uh, what a red pill or, or black, whatever the fuck. You could be all of that shit. But how do you put it into practice? Right. I mean. You know? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you got to write shit down, too, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we fly niggas, man. We come off the cuff with some incredible shit, but you got to lock it in and, and, and make that shit tangible. So if you write it down, nigga, write your own constitution. Write your own Ten Commandments. Write your own shit, bro. And really put that shit on paper, nigga, and treat it how these church folks treat their Bible. And may, make it something that's flexible where it grows, you know what I'm saying? And, and start with that, man. Start, start with the foundation of what it is that you are as a man, but don't just leave that shit in your head. Write it out. You know what I'm saying? Make it tangible. And then at the end of the day, you got, at the end of the day, you got to assess where you are. You in Miami. Miami is a cesspool for exactly all the shit you talked about. So if you're going to play the Miami game, just make sure you're playing in a way where you win it. If you're around a, a bunch of nothing-ass bitches, Mm. And that's the game you playing. Then play the game, but don't get caught up in it on some real man shit, some love shit. If that's the game you playing, you feel what I'm saying? Then if you are playing that game and you happen to get one of them, you know, one of these bitches pregnant, take your kids. Don't let your kids be raised by no bitch you met in a cesspool, because you're gonna have nothing right. as kids. So if you playing that game, play. If you're looking for a wholesome everyday wife or a motherfucker that's gonna be loyal to you. And you need to go where them type of bitches are made, man. And I don't, you know, Midwest, certain parts of the South, you may even need to get your uh, a mail-in broad. You know what I'm saying? Somebody from a whole different country that look at you like a king. All I'm saying is it ain't no one way to play it, but whatever game you choose to play, you got to play it to where you winning. Mm. Of course. I, yeah, that's, that's – I only play win-win scenarios. I don't play win-lose scenarios, and I damn sure don't play lose-lose. Uh, Right. So in in my what I'm saying is we only play games that we both benefit. Right. So, but my point is, and I'm glad you 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 talked about the polyamory as well. So, my thing is, I know one girl is not for me. I tried it, did it, it, it it's not for me. I need I need the variety, but I do need that that companionship of women that are there for you. You know what I'm saying? Not the right here today, with the next nigga the next day. You know what I'm saying? That kind of Hell yeah. That that don't do nothing for me. That the the meaningless. Yeah. I already did all that. Hell yeah, I feel you, man. But it all starts with you, man. And just find a woman who, who is a part of her DNA. It's a part of her self worth. Like what she does for the team 
makes her feel like more of a woman. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be tough to do. But, you know, once you write out whatever your own individual constitution is or whatever you solid on, it's going to be easy to find somebody that's in alignment with that. You know what I'm saying? She may not look the way you want her to look, though, bro. And that's where you got to check yourself as a man. Like, she may not be that bitch that that you want to fuck every night. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what's more important to you, bro? Peace? The peace. The peace of mind. So if that's most important, it's, there we go. There we go. Peace of mind. There's a lot of niggas out here. You know who who got sons that's eighteen on JV because they was chasing the big booty Puerto Rican bitch that's five one, <laughs> and they fucked around right. and cut the genetic gene pool. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't nothing wrong with that, but you got to realize that's the consequences of whatever you do. Or what are you chasing? What you want your offspring to be like? You you know what I'm saying? What you like? What kind of life do you want for you and your kids? And peace. That's gonna give you some. That's gonna have you living to a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Unless you got money like the white boy. What's the white boy name from Playboy? Uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Hefner? He got enough money where he didn't have to take no bitch serious. <laughs> you know, that's... Hey, that, to me, to be honest, that's kind of where I'm going. It's, it's really just... Because I, I was at the bottom, then I got to the top. You see the difference in, in the attention that you get. Right. But then once you... You know, nobody stays at the top forever. I had to go through a time where I had nothing. Again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I risked it, trying to, trying to double it quadruple it and then, and I lost it. Right. You, and then you go from the scene to all the attention you get you got five, six, seven, eight hoes and and some of them are good women. Right. But you got you know you got hoes, you got bitches that are that are there and they're 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 giving you what you want they they know what they know what you want to hear. Right. As a nigga that's really trying to be on some shit they they know what to do. They know how to behave. Right. I'll say that they know how to behave. Right. But right. once you once you go back down and then now I'm working my way up again, it's like you go through that period where you got it went from three, four, five back to two, then you got three again, then back to one, now you got none. Right. So then now when you had a, when you had a point where you got zero and you're like, damn, I, I just had six when I had something to offer. Right. Now that I'm back down and I'm fucked up again, all them hoes are gone. So now when you're working your way back up, you kind of look at it like, I know, it's not even like it's something I don't know because I went through it. Right. I know, bitch, you only here because it's good right now. But less is more. So then it's like, what's the point? Less is more though. And that applies to every part of life. You know, you, you don't buy groceries from the from from Foot Locker. You buy shoes. <laughs> so you know, you, you whatever it is you're standing on, you got to fuck with bitches that that's what they buy. You know what I'm saying? If you're at the strip club, you know, selling. You know, you know what them type of bitches be on. So it's just like whatever you're selling, you just got to find a marketplace where they buy that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But that's going to cause that niggas got to get uncomfortable to do that. You may have to go to Dubai, nigga. You may have to go to Ethiopia. I got a partner right now. When he get back into this country, I want him to go to uh, come on the show. This nigga went to Ethiopia to find a wife. He's not Ethiopian, nigga. He's from Philadelphia. Damn. He went to Wait, Philadelphia. Did he, go to, did he go to Ethiopia and he stayed there or he brought the bitch back here? I think he brought her back, but he traveled the world now. He be Every time I go on this shit, he's somewhere different on the planet. That's dope. But he went to Ethiopia to find a wife. He's not Ethiopian. There are several brothers doing shit like this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, you just may have to go to where a man is appreciated. And we all know East African women are probably the finest women on the planet. So that was actually a good decision he made. But just don't, just get uncomfortable, nigga. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And, and man, you ain't a man till you fall off anyway. You don't know what you made of till you fall off. Mm. 100%. Nigga, I done fell off two, three different times. I'm 41 years old. If you're out here gambling and you're trying to get rich and you come from nothing 
And middle class is is nothing when it comes to how money works. Right. So if you come from nothing, they got just two years ago. I went from playing ball in, in Europe. Oh, just shit. two years ago, nigga, I was sleeping in a community pool, sharing a car with my pops. Right. 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 Hell sleeping yeah. in the car, but I couldn't sleep in the car when he needed it. So I had to go sleep at the community pool, nigga. Now I got my own place. I'm in Miami. I'm I'm doing well. You know what I'm saying? 2023 in the fucking parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. But you go through all of that. And you realize, bro, there's really nobody there. No. Nobody really gives a fuck. No, nah, they don't. Man, when you have nothing to give them, they ha they don't give a fuck, bro. Not at all. I remember I was dealing with this chick. I loved it, right? Mm. I bought her all type of shit, man. Spent thousands on the relationship. Uh, we got into a little argument. I'm like, damn, baby, you act like I ain't did shit for you. Like I ain't did nothing for you. And you know what the bitch told me? All right. She told me, you know, you did. You didn't do shit for me. The universe brought me all the shit you bought me. I said, what right. the fuck? I said, wow, that's what we dealing with, the universe? Right. <laughs> and that's something I don't play, but I don't play that ungrateful shit yeah. at all. It what I do for you, I don't give a fuck if it was two months ago. If it was three months ago, two years ago, it means something to me when I did it, and I didn't do it to gain no points or nothing, but I live a little grateful, you know, a gratitude. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, man. But it, it, it's more about what you're going to do for me now, because... Yeah. The bitch looking at the next nigga that's in her DM talking about he'll do this and that for her now. Right. She don't give a fuck about what you did for her three months ago. There's a nigga offering some shit right now. You see what I'm saying? Selling her a dream. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in, bro. Hell yeah. You got anything you want to promote, man? Go ahead and chop it up. Nah, man. Um, Only thing I'll promote is niggas is just, just get, get a bag, bro. Get a bag. For real. If you need to take some time to be by yourself and realize that you probably got really two, three solid people in your life. That's great. You don't really need the whole group of friends and cousins and shit. Cause I had niggas switch up on me when I was trying to do better for myself. So real spill. All of that shit don't really mean nothing, bro. If you got genuine love from two, three people, bro, you are winning. That's a that's a win. Hell yeah. Hey man, good advice, man. Dope shit, man. The win, so Pleasure to meet you, bro. Man. Appreciate y'all for taking me, though. This next caller, all love, man. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. 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 Next caller. Man, he was cool. Good dude right there, man. I know you just sent half of your viewers to Ethiopia right now. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. Who was that in this profile? Oh, uh, shit. We know who it you is. Know. Oh. We know who it is. So talk You know what it is. What's going on? What's, what's the question we want to ask? We wanted to answer, Kwanzi. From a woman's perspective, what's your thoughts about the polyamorous relationships? That, that that everybody just freaky and just want to transfer motherfucking fluids with each other and have fun, What's it fun like they did in the damn uh Woodstock days, the nasty freak bitches. What's the difference? That's just too much. What's the difference in your opinion? Too much. What's the difference in as far as being a woman is concerned between a woman being a woman that's a man's number one woman and a side woman? Like, what do you think as a woman is the difference between the two different types of female? Well, seeing that I have had experience in both areas. <laughs> oh, shit. Because <laughs> like I said before, even though you thought I was lying, I didn't know I was a sad chick until I found out. Okay. <laughs> that that wasn't the real apartment. That was the, the just the, you know, apartment where they hold shit at. And he really had a house with a whole wife. I, shit. Right. I thought we just moved in together. So, you know, it'd it be some, you know, niggas with some good trickery out here, you see. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it all depends on whether if you're dealing with a good ass magician or if you're dealing with a man that's really straight up and telling the woman that, look, I did from time to time and bitch, I'll pay you and we'll go have fun from here to there on off days. Not on days. My bitch get on days. You don't call me. I call you now when a woman except those things. That means that either A, she has been hurt or has been traumatized by hurt that's happened around her to where she is trying to be hurt. So therefore, she, in that diluted thought, think that she's taking back power by allowing this man to mishandle her. Because at the end of the day, I had to learn, regardless to what I think is going on, that's nothing but allowing that man to mishandle me because I'm falling victim to the traumas that happened either to me or around me. All right. So do you think women who accept side women position, do you think that's trauma from childhood? Do you think that in some possible way it could be connected to? Oh, holy mama was one of the biggest holes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big mama on the stone. I can't, I, look, let me tell y'all some real true story. Just to let you know the type of psyche that especially in our community or the type of shit that can happen. See, my mother was on drugs. You see what I'm saying? And her way of teaching me about the birds and bees, one day, I was around 11, 12 years old, she said, Nikki, come here, as she's sitting in the bathroom. She said, you see this right here? She showed me two hickeys on the thigh. That's what you're supposed to make a nigga do. That's what you're supposed to get kids that See, people go through traumas like that, unspoken of, which fuck they mind up on knowing how to even go about Picking prospects of a good man. So if you pick a man and it doesn't work out, whose fault is it? Is it your fault or is it the man's fault? Both. Okay. It takes two to do anything. When is it your fault? Everybody has to hold their accountability for the shit not going right. Because one of the two people got to see that it's going nowhere to let it go to where it doesn't go as far as it needs to go. First and foremost. And... If you're dealing with two people that can't do that, then you're going to have a very toxic and possibly dangerous situation on your hands. When is it your fault? It's the woman's fault when the woman realizes it and stays too long because she feels like she has to stay in this position because of A, finances, B, security as far as feeling afraid of or not feeling safe to do. You see what I'm saying? Because a man don't have to beat on you to make you not feel safe to do nothing on your own. Okay. Especially figures out how to play with your psyche as that. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I respect that. Because, Because men are not emotional. So therefore, you guys have something in the back of your brain that can dissect our emotions to puppeteer those in the way that you need to do. And see, that's how you know a real man from a fake man, because a fake man is the man that has to go in such strengths to learn how to use those things. A real man wouldn't give a fuck about using those puppet strings that he know he has the power to use. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Okay, I fuck with that. We're going to take this next caller. That's great insight. It's always good to hear from you. God, God, God. I'm going to get it from him, my nigga. Oh, you said get it from God. God, God, God. God. Next one. Somebody said it looked like she uh she cooks in Mouthpiece's restaurant. <laughs> I fuck with her heavy. Now, I didn't agree with the fact that she said it's a woman's fault when she realizes it's time to leave and she doesn't. No, nah, motherfucker, more. What you mean? How is it only your fault when you realize you fucked up? Right. What's going on, uh, Bam Trays? Oh, he hung up. He hung up. That nigga stay calling from work. He dedicated to his job. <laughs> that nigga lives at his job and visits his home sometimes. Let's see. This is Bam Trey's call. Yeah, it is. Right A warehouse. Facts. Crack logic. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> he said he hated Bam Trey's, talk to us, man. Hey, what's up, man? What's going oh, on, man? What's going on with you? He can yell. Hey, man, I can't call it. All right, we got a question for you, man. You, 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 you're a working man. You do what you got to do. When a relationship isn't working, how do you know it's your fault? When a relationship ain't working, how you know it's your fault, man? I mean, it's always our fault. You feel me? You can't. It's hard to uh, really please these women these days, but they always want something. Right, right. So when you realize it's your fault, how do you correct that? Because as men, we're problem solvers. How do you know when a problem is solvable and when it's something that you got to throw in the garbage and keep it pushing? I mean, if she really rocking with you and you got that relationship, you could come to her. With anything, you feel me? And she gonna rock by your side if you keep it respectable, keep it a hundred with her. All right, you keep it a buck with her. All right, I, I can see that. Hmm. What's your answer, Kwanzi? My answer? How do you know when it's your fault? I mean, besides, I, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't even know. I mean, I mean, I, if I know it's something that I, I have to look <laughs> from her perspective on, like you know. I have to see through the bullshit of, you know, the reason why she could be mad at me type shit. You know what I'm saying? I hey, can, can, I, can I ask you something, though? Because a nigga damn near in that type of situation, you feel me? What do you do when you in that? You feel me? What do you do? When you know you fucking up, okay, you feel me? You come to her, what do you do? I mean, the first thing you got to do is, like, I mean, it depends on the woman in the relationship. There's no cookie cutter, but right. you got to look at yourself and say, why am I fucking up? Because one thing you have to understand is, you know, when you're a man, you're accountable for all your actions. That's what makes you a man. So you don't ever mm -hmm. want to position yourself where your woman feels like it's her fault that you fucking up. Mm -hmm. And that's why you got to know you and deal with your issues. Maybe you need to get some counseling, see a therapist, so you can figure out why am I sabotaging a good situation? Because what some niggas do, real niggas do who ain't schooled, is they allow their traumas to fuck their woman off and fuck her off for the next nigga. Sometimes you got to understand is you, why is you, and also separate yourself from that woman in a way where she not taking that bullshit you putting her through into the next relationship. But a lot of these narcissistic niggas want to destroy women and then throw them back into the dating pool. Mm. Yeah. What does a destroyed okay. what does a, what good does a destroyed woman do for any of us, <laughs> nigga? It ain't like we, we all got the understanding that all these bitches in their lifetime gonna take multiple dicks. Why are some of you selfish <laughs> niggas destroying these bitches and then throwing them back out here to us after you've destroyed them? Mm. I want to start a motherfucking posse of killers to start getting rid of these niggas. <laughs> Hit the pussy. Because the women. Go ahead. Because the women is the women is the men in their relationships. 
Right. Well, these niggas is more like they mamas than they daddies. <laughs> bitches try to destroy bitches. Women try to destroy. That's a natural thing for women to try to destroy each other. They don't, they don't support each other. But when you get a man trying to destroy a woman, that's a punk ass nigga. You ain't got to uh, try to destroy something that's already weaker than you, nigga. So, you know, we all it always starts with us, man. Some of these niggas need help and they need counseling because they only feel like more of a man if they destroy the women that they're with. And I feel like that should be something we confront as men. Bro, I appreciate you calling. You're always a great caller. We're going to take, take this next call. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, 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 God. God, God. Start a three-step program to help women. <laughs> That's good, not one roast. He said, it's your fault if you've been uh, being the... Zay, you going to end the call? And nigga said, you know what I'm saying? Man, you should be what? I should be what? Deaf to the ego. Deaf to it, man. There's a lot of people here today. Yeah, we got another call. Who we got calling in, Kwanzie? Sauce God. Sauce God. What up, Sauce God? Definitely not a fraud. <laughs> God, I agree. Death to the ego, man. Oh, All right, shit. man. Let's get him off of mute. You on mute right now, player. What's good? What's good? What's, What's going, going on, on, family? Where you calling from, buddy? Uh oh, I'm still on mute. No, nah, nah. you good. We can hear you. I said, where you calling from? I'm calling from Washington, but I'm from LA though. Okay, all right. That's where they all go, man. All the L.A. niggas go up there to hustle and find them a white bitch. I fuck with that, man. <laughs> hey, man. No I, white bitches. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, well, there we go. So I got a question for you as a man. It's a, yes, sir. There's younger cats out here listening to us, so you got to give up some good game. If you're in a relationship with a woman and it's not going right, how do you know it's your fault? I feel like as a man, it's always our fault because we are supposed to be in control of the relationship at all times. You feel me? So, he totally forget. Hello. Okay, so you said we should be in control of the relationship at all times. Yeah. Okay. So when so, you, so when you realize it's your fault, how do you assess if it's a problem worth fixing or a problem that you should you should just get rid of? Uh, to be honest, it depends on 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 the relationship agreement to begin with you know like uh if if you if you started the relationship as this person is somebody that's supposed to add to what your what your what your goal is and when that starts to not happen i feel like it is at that point to have that conversation and then if that conversation doesn't go right then it's a, it's at your point as a man to to cut that off you know what i'm saying i think as a woman her goal is to be a a, a attachment to the man's goal you know what I'm saying? To be honest. Right, right. Now, when you say, so basically you're saying if, okay, so are you saying that when she's no longer furthering your goals, that's when you should let her go? I feel like that is the time to start having that conversation. Like, what are we doing in this relationship? Okay, so I think that that's a great way to assess it, but we got to revisit that in a way, right? Because that would make it transactional, right? Meaning, it's based on what you've done for me, right? So, how can we be? Hmm. How can we? Okay. Be, how can we remain solid and be transactional at the same time? Meaning, you know, our loyalties as men, we're the the, uh, the people that we're loyal to 
to are people who are there through thick and thin or what we think is thick and thin. So how do we how do we be careful in making sure um, that it, it's a solid reason why we're leaving? Because it, at the end of the day, your word is your bond. When you make a commitment to be there, you're going to be there whether shit is not going right whether shit is going right or not. So how do you make sure that it's it's a solid reason why you're leaving is what I'm saying. Like, what can a man do to make sure that this is solid? When I look back on it, I didn't make a mistake. This was the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? How do you make sure that that is in play when you make those type of decisions? Mm. That's tough, man. That's the, that thin line, man. That's like, you know, relationships are... In, in in some form a transactional agreement love friendship is transactional it's just not currency based you know what i'm saying so i feel like man it's that that other intangible like that friendship that you feel what do you consider loyalties in a friendship and in a relationship like those things it, it's those things that you give leniency to the other the other part of the transaction in a relationship you know what i mean that's tough that that's tough man it is that's tough it is, man, and that's why that's why man is be, that's why being a man is so hard because you got to live with those decisions. You can't be flip floppy. Sometimes we allow women to jump back and forth and be flip floppy, flip floppy. But as man, we can't do that. We make a decision, we stand on it, and we live and die with the consequences. Hey, Amen. Love and respect. We're gonna take this next caller. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. Good dude, right there. All right, for sure. That might be the last. Now there's one more. Didn't he kind of look like Ricky Smiley or that D's Nuts guy? He looked like a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. You know who it is. Who we got here? The champ. Dab. Dab in here. The man. homie Dab. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? What's going on, Dab? How you doing there, boy? I'm good, man. Hey, this shit damn is doubling on me, bro. Can you, is it an echo? I don't hear an echo. Uh, you, okay, okay. Where you at? You in the strip club bathroom? Where you at? Nigga, what's up with all them lights and shit? This nigga's in the sports bar by himself. Uh, this is my first time uh, calling y'all niggas away from the house, man. Hell For yeah. Real. It's all love, man. Tell us, man. How do you know in a relationship when something is your fault? When you're the problem? How do you know? And then how do you correct it? Man, as a man, it, it, it's always your fault. So, so the, the the way I like to look at a relationship is, if, if you're really going to be the man in your relationship and you're going to lead, like you said, you always got to have something or like keep keep your broad in the rears. Keep hey, Kwanzi, yes, sir. Keep your bitch in the rears, my nigga. <laughs> always have something for her to do. Always keep her mind occupied because if you don't, it's gonna wander and she's gonna find a reason to sabotage the relationship. Yes, All sir. day long, man. All day, my nigga. Hey, man, I can't wait to dab get to the studio, man. I'm about to fuck with this nigga heavy. That's the real deal, man. It, I really do fuck. Hey, with look, that. my nigga. All you got. Hey, look. The next time you have a re like you have a big event, I'll fly out there. Let's All go. Right, for sure. I got real you. doubt. And you, and you, 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 you look like a motherfucking Skid Row salamander right now, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, this motherfucker. This nigga, this nigga out writing uh, food uh, poetry right now. This nigga sitting in the back of a. This, of a go ahead. This nigga's at a sports ball watching sumo wrestling. Hey, nigga. Hey. You got on a suit jacket and a turtleneck. What you got on, nigga? 
You said what? You got on a suit jacket and a turtleneck? <laughs> nah, nigga, I got on the, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got on a little button up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, got on the. Oh, yeah, the Tinder date, huh? Yeah, that nigga yep. out there. What you man? He he waiting on the bitch. What would you? What, let us see the rest <laughs> of the fuck restaurant. Out, fuck out of here, Quanzi. <laughs> you look like you eat mud pies, nigga. <laughs> hey, I want to see the rest of the restaurant. Let's see where you at, man. I, I know that <laughs> this nigga's a spy on the low. What is it? <laughs> oh, okay, this shit uh, look closed, nigga. What the hell? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you the only motherfucker in there. He in there, buddy. He just broke it. <laughs> that nigga done broke in the pizza place. Nigga, damn. Oh, he waiting on the bitch. I know how it go. He waiting on the bitch for sure, He, he, he rented a place out. Yeah, Who yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? The little, the little bras be having their ass out and shit. So I be coming up here drinking a couple beers. You know what I'm saying? Look at the cheeks. Who until you waiting for, nigga? Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. I feel <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking for Miss Quanzy. Oh, you can have her, nigga. Hey, <laughs> and, and, and nothing wrong with. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the line I be hitting these bitches with, man. I, when they walk by me, I say, "You looking for me?" Ah, that's my shit. It work every time. Now you looking for me, baby? They just start laughing. No, and then the, the right man. I'm in the hips. Hey, I, hey, I'm gonna use that one, Greg. Great looking, line. They walk away. You looking for me? Oh, here's another one. Why not me? Mm. If they repeat yeah. it to themselves, why not me? What you mean? You got her. Huh. I got it. You hey, got look, it. I'm gonna use that one. I'm gonna let you know what it's what it's hitting on in the DMs, my nigga. All right, we're gonna let you do your thing, man. We're gonna let you have that dinner by yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. Follow yourself and get it from God. Fuck you, nigga. God, 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 God. All right, God. God. Uh, long ass middle finger, nigga. <laughs> oh, look at her. That nigga middle finger was like this, nigga. Man, this is bad chick right here online. She got two kids. Damn, she's bad as fuck. And her husband died. Oh man, a couple years ago. Yeah, so I know she humble. How long you been in how long you been in her DMs? I've been in her DMs for about a year. Has she responded? No. Oh wow. But I know how to get her though. What you about to tell you? Or what you gonna say? You looking for me? That's exactly what I'm about to make. You looking for me? <laughs> see what she say. See, that's her dude. He died. I ain't gonna show. He passed. Oh, uh, how'd he die? I don't know. But rest in peace to the brother. He left he left behind an incredible. Look how bad she is. Huh. That's crazy. Rest in peace to do, man. Yeah, man, I just lost my grandfather earlier this month, man. Hey, rest in peace, G. Paul. Rest in peace. Somebody said she killed him. <laughs> she killed him. Maybe. <laughs> I said, bitch, rather than deal with your shit, I'm going to God. <laughs> and I'm going to deal with God shit. For real. Rest in peace. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Here's a question. What's that? Do you think that it's gay for men to pray to God as if he's a male? No. If a man says he provides all my needs. No. I don't know. Not at all. When is really? I mean, I've you know, I'm not religious at all, but I mean if you accept Christ and if you're using Christ as, you know, as, as if he's a man or whatever God that you pray to, you feel me? You saying stuff like that. I mean, you just giving your soul I mean your soul, you know what I'm saying, to to God. You feel me? I mean To a man. But I don't think he's gay though. I mean, a lot of people have faith. That God is a man, and I mean, they have no problem saying that. You know what I'm saying? He provides my needs is absolutely gay. To God. So you're saying, so you're saying. If a man is waiting on another him to provide for him, that is not a masculine position to be in. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that find God to help themselves, to better themselves. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think they really. I don't think they think that far deep into it. So when you when you go to church and you become committed, you give him your soul. 
in a way, yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak too much of that. I'm not religious. I'm not a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a free spirit. You know, I hope there's something after, you know, this physical realm. But as far as, you know, if I was, you know, to accept Christ or any God out there, if I'm giving my soul, I mean, I, I never looked that far into it as being gay. Okay, let me ask you, what if another regular everyday man asked you for your soul? What would you tell him? I'd say, fuck no. Why? Because who is he? Who is he to me? Okay. Who is he to me? Interesting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to think about it that way. Hey, man, these young niggas, we're going to bring them along. <laughs> we're going to bring them along. I'm the bride, and Jesus is the bridegroom. Kwanzi looks like a wombat with dreads. Free spirit <laughs> means you're open to D and P. So you're saying free spirit means bisexuality? Please clarify. No. <clears throat> Get away from that spiritual stuff, Quincy. Get into God. I fuck with that. That is mm. too. That is too Sarah-like. Okay, Quincy lost his soul to the pizza man. Oh. Ask him about <laughs> Christopher Robbins. Quincy got a shrine at the house dedicated to pastrami. <laughs> Who's hey, the uh, villain in Mortal Kombat? That was the talk. Uh, that was taking souls. Uh, Quincy is he talking about Quincy? Is that what? Check. Find out who that was. All right. You got Quan Chi. If you're talking about the new ones, Shinnok, he does that. Uh, Mortal Kombat. And then my name is Quanzi with three eyes. So I don't know who that one eye motherfucker named Quanzi. Three eyes, Quanzi. Three eye Quanzi. Mm -hmm. Shang Song, can you friend zone yourself into some pussy? Oh, Shang Song, that motherfucker was hard. I think you can friend zone yourself. Cyrax, Cyrax, hey, Cyrax got hands though. You used to, you ever played Mortal Kombat? The old one, not the, they have no, they have one with more characters, right? Yeah, they, every well, every so often. Yeah, I mean, eleven right now. There's there's newer characters, but they also brought a lot of older characters too, like RoboCop. Uh, you got Sylvester Stallone's Rambo in there. You got the Terminator in there. Joker. I, I haven't played it yet. Look, yeah. I, I'm a Sub Zero type of guy. I'll fuck you up with Sub Zero. You know, I'm a Sub Zero type of guy. Quanzi wore a tuxedo to McDonald's. <laughs> MK12 nah. coming. We're going to wrap up this show, man. We appreciate y'all participating. That's been Roast with the Host Morning Show oh, on man. this Monday. Um, Yeah, man. We'll see y'all tomorrow in the morning. Kwanzi, tell them where they can find you. Man, you can find me everywhere at Kwanzi. But say what's up to me on Instagram, man. I send everybody to my Instagram. Hit my DMs. Flood my DMs at Kwanzi, Q-U-A-N-Z, three I's and an E. Tap the link in my bio and start pressing, bu pressing buttons, man. Straight up and down, man. Yeah. Hey, man, make sure y'all download the Caffeine's app. Subscribe to the Comedy Press. Yes. At some point, we'll just be on Caffeine with this particular show. Oh, wow. Make sure y'all support. Hey, I'm about to start getting back out here on the road. Also, I'll be doing a show consistently here in the L.A. area where y'all can come and watch. Yes, sir. Make sure when those tickets come up, y'all purchase them. I'll be having some of the funniest comedians and acts in the world come and diddy bop with us wherever I choose to do it. Make sure you be a part of this movement, man. We taking this shit to the next level. Yes, sir. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. God. God.